At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. And well, when you hit threes like the Rockets are doing, no matter who you're playing against, it's pretty tough to come back from this. The Rockets. Lead the Warriors now, game two of the Western Conference Finals, 108-89. to It's been a three-point party in Houston so far tonight. P.J. Tucker, five out of six from three-point range. Eric Gordon, five out of eight. They combined to go 10 for 14. Gordon's got 24. P.J. Tucker, a playoff career-high 22. And that's really the story of the game. Look, we said it the other night when... 
James Harden scores 40 and Chris Paul scores 25 and they shoot 56% and they lose, how are they going to win? Well, when P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon have nights from three-point range, (laughs) unlike any that they've ever had in their lives, it's been that kind of night. Everything has gone in for the Rockets. Every time the Warriors look like they're going to make a little bit of a run, the Rockets have answered with a three, and it's been Tucker and Gordon with the backbreakers. Gordon got in the game very early, early rotation, early spot, get in. He hit shots right away, and this has been the Rockets' game. The most shocking thing to me, not that they're winning, because, look, this is this, this was the series for them. They had to come in or the series was basically over. Right. But the fact that in the first half, while the Rockets in third quarter, while the Rockets are building this lead, it's like the Warriors watched – Cavaliers' defensive possessions from last night is inspiration. They stood around (laughs) so much defensively. They overplayed plays. They were behind on plays. Guys had shots. This is not the Warriors, how they play defense. It's almost like they thought these threes are going in, so, yeah, that this is it for us. We're going to conserve our energy because they are standing around. They looked like they quit on a lot of possessions or just didn't know where to go, where to be defensively, which is not a Warriors thing. Well, and at some point, you figure the law of averages with some of the range being shown by Gordon and Tucker. Eventually, the shots are going to stop falling. They're 14-35 and overall from three-point range. You've got five Rockets players that have scored at least 15 points tonight. Good balance, good workman kind of like effort here throughout this Workmanlike. Workmanlike is the word. Yeah. Workmanship. I I, I was trying to go through the Craftsmanship. Craftsmanship. The craftsmanship. I like that. I'm putting a ship in a bottle. I have my craftsmanship working. You know, I was workshopping the the word as I went through it. That's okay. But they've been. You're workshopping in your head. Much like the Celtics yesterday, loose balls, extra effort, all of those things. A bad night from Steph Curry. Right now, you've got Chris Paul, as we just watched on the. The monitors looks like he's taped up. At one point, looked like he had a hitch in his giddy up going on about three, four minutes ago, game time. So he's sitting down for the moment with the lead comfortably sitting at 19, just under seven minutes to play. But this is one of those nights where shot after shot falling. Steph Curry can't guard me tonight, let alone try to be competent against these shooters. And I'm glad you brought up Steph Curry. I had to, buddy. I'm gl- I'm glad I lobbed it up. I may, you, buddy. I, I may have screwed that. up the... Yeoman like or workman. <laughs> you and I are like Maverick and Goose playing volleyball together. I mean, Thirty two you know, years ago tonight, buddy. You know, you're like, oh, you and I playing volleyball Spike together. It. Wearing what? jean shorts. Yes, and one of us with a shirt on, one of us not with a shirt on. I'm I'm getting yoked, so yeah. I I'll I'll be the guy with the shirt on. Thirty two years ago. I I mean we got a top gun early and often tonight. I oh mean, sure. It's gotta be all top gun music tight shirt. It's gotta be all top gun music tonight. Yes, absolutely. I can't believe that movie is 32 years old. How about that? But I'm glad you brought up Steph Curry because if you're one of the people, and there's many of them, who are either on my timeline, on the show, whatever it is, who still want to say, Jason, you're stupid. Kevin Durant is not more valuable than Steph Curry. is. Yeah, I'm warning you right now. There are five and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. When this game ends, we're going to break it down for a long time. Have your Steph Curry excuses ready. Have your Steph Curry. Well, he was hurt in game one. Why? Yeah, he was hurt in game one, apparently. Now he's hurt in game two. Now he's tired. All of these these things. All of these excuses. Nobody makes excuses for players more than excuses are made for Steph Curry. And it's not to say that Steph Curry is awful and he's a bum, but Steph Curry – 
clearly is not the most valuable player on the Golden State Warriors. You've seen the first two games. Kevin Durant did it all by himself in game one. He, the reason it's not a 40-point blowout tonight is because he's got 38. And he had 36 through three quarters while Steph Curry is finding his way to 16 points. Oh, by the way, one out of eight from three-point range. Kevin Durant so, uh, just got called for a technical for being a dope and he, shoving James Harden in the back. He could wind up getting ejected. At this point, maybe that's just what they need. Ejected. Kevin Durant could get ejected. Just got arrested. Oh, oh, boy. Whoa. No, the push wasn't that severe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But I'm glad. So I want to let everybody know. Steph Curry apologists. You have time to get your excuses ready. Twitter at HowAboutAFresca. Phone number is 877-99 on Fox. You have time. You have five and a half minutes of game time to tell me why Steph Curry's not playing well and what's wrong and he's tired or he's hurt or the... I feel like uh, Mr. Blonde in Reservoir Dogs. Either he's alive or he's dead I or the cops got him no, or they true. don't. Well, uh, whatever, Bob Knight whatever comes you over have, the top. Yeah. Whatever you have, let me know with those excuses for Steph Curry because clearly he has not been Steph Curry in the playoffs. And there's many reasons, but you, would, however you want to say it, you can't cut it up that the most valuable player on the Warriors is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, it is his team. It is he is the one that has picked up the team and said, "Okay, this will go through me now." And Steph Curry is trying to find his way to play alongside Kevin Durant, and that's not been something that's been as successful for him over the first game and three quarters here. But right now, the drama going on on the floor, as Mike alluded to, Kevin Durant gave James Harden a shove yeah. when Harden had the ball under the basket. He gets called for the technical, and you know Kevin Durant. Well, what did I do? What did I? What did I do? And now they're taking a look and see, is it going to be a flagrant? Oh, no, 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 no. That was a technical foul. This is Draymond Green. This is oh, a, wait, se- this is a separate incident, yes. Wait, wait, what? Because I now, thought Draymond was mad. just gave a, more or less, if there were a board and we were playing hockey, he would have checked the uh, the ball handler. Mm. So now he's probably going to get I a technical. It. Oh, it's right here. Trevor okay, Reza, right here. Right? Oh, yeah. oh, wow. That's just a, wow, that's. <laughs> they're just shoving guys. Yeah, now, right now it's just court. shoving. It's done. There he goes. We're just shoving. They got to think. You know what? Look, if J.R. Smith can get away with it and not get penalized, well, I'm going to do it too. Yeah, it's too th- soon, that's the bro. second time down the floor the Rockets have the ball and they're just being shoved. Last two possessions. Just like, to hell with it. Woo! Forget about playing defense anymore. Uh, so Draymond's out of the game. Now he didn't get tossed. He's he's going. He's, he's going to get a bench. technical foul. Just got yeah. ejected. No, 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 no. Right he's, he did not get ejected. Did not happen. But he's sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> as the Rockets are up 117-91. Right. So no technical. Five and a half right, minutes right. to go yeah. in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, the other big topic of the day continues to be Laurel or Yanni. Is it Laurel? Is it Yanni? We told Laurel. you last night, anybody who hears Yanni, there's one of two reasons. Number one is because of an algorithm. Whatever goes out, people hear Yanni and some people get Laurel. Some people get Yanni, and they go, no, I hear Yanni clearly. It's Yanni, it's Yanni, it's Yanni. And uh, most all of us who hear Laurel hear Laurel because that's what's said. Before the game tonight, the Inside the NBA crew got to hear the Yanni versus Laurel. Oh, by the way, the other thing it could be, I I would be remiss, is if there are bots and there are people who are just pushing this and saying, I'm going to say it's Yanni, even though clearly 
it's not Giannis. Even though the perpetrators of this came out today saying it was an experiment. Yeah, 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 exactly. So so now you understand where it's at. The, you know, and I, I'll tell you exactly. I'll give you one more reason why this is something that's fishy and why it's something that's manufactured to become a viral sensation. But first, we got to hear from the inside of the NBA, guys, because they all got to hear it tonight. Oh, Shaq cool. and Barkley and everybody. And what did they hear when they heard Yanni versus Laurel? Play it. Laurel. Oh, Shaq, Shaq Laurel. what did you hear? Laurel. What did you hear? I heard them both combined, but I'm, I'm going to just go with uh, Yanni. You heard <laughs> what did, I heard Laurel. I heard what did Laurel. You, what did you hear, I heard Chuck? Laurel. I thought I heard Donut. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. No, you I swear to you, I thought I heard Donut. You're, you're the first one. You got two chances. You're the first one. Laurel, and you got Donut. I, I, can, I can understand Donut. Because, I, I mean, when you're thinking certain things in well, your life. Well, if you're thinking about it, I understand. Yeah. Donut. Donut. But you tell me, Shaq says, I heard Yanny. Laurel. There's no way Shaq heard Yanny. That's Shaq just saying, you know what? I'm going to push this. I'm just going to start Well, this. he's just hoping to get Chuck agitated and because, start a, yeah. another because, slap fight. Because how interesting of a segment is it if everybody <laughs> hears Laurel? Okay, all heard Laurel. Okay, so somebody's got to say they heard Yanni. This is this is where people are now taking it upon themselves. They know I'm going to push this, and I'm going to be the guy that says I heard Yanni instead of Laurel. Clearly, it's Laurel. But here's another reason we heard today why people say, "Oh, some people hear Laurel, some people hear Yanni." Is I saw a lot of um, articles written on different websites that the human ear hears different frequencies, and some people hear high frequencies, and some people hear low frequencies, and that's why if you can hear a high frequency, you'd hear Yanni. If you're a low frequency, you hear Laurel, and that's just stupid. That's just stupid because if that was the case, how many things that were said by anybody would people not hear? I'm sorry, did you say 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock? I didn't understand you said 3 o'clock or 4 Did President Trump say he wanted to bomb North Korea or South Korea? Well, it'd be like we were all in the club. North Korea or Iran. We'd be in the club all the time. Here in Ace of Spades, we didn't hear what was being said. That's what it would be. This is not a frequency thing because all the time there would be a discrepancy. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say, Greg Popovich, I'm sorry, did, did, did you say that, that, that Kawhi is, is in town or he is not in town? I could have the court so reporter read it back to you. I don't have to have it read Well, back go ahead. Let, let's see how they transcribed it. Let me, let me hear what I said. Go ahead. But in see, all, that, that movie in The Plague just goes out the window. In all walks of life, there would be discrepancies with people saying, I don't know what I heard. If you can't hear Laurel on that, I'm sorry. You have been, you have been, you are either perpetrating a fraud or you have been duped. That's Laurel. all I can say for you. You can't even say, yeah, there's no E in it. There's no E in it. It's not, you can say, it's, it's not like, was it Laurel or was it Moral? Oh, I heard Moral. I heard Laurel. Laurel. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's what, just realize when stuff like this comes up, it's somehow manufactured. And something else really big is going on in the world because this Vegas misdirection do on the highest level. Hey. Speaking of Vegas, yeah, buddy, they got the Jets in trouble. Jets, yeah. I mean, Sam Darnold really needs to dig deep here. As, uh, well, he's going to have Robbie Anderson back. Yeah, yes, like. no yeah. felony for Robbie Anderson. How about that? I was very excited about that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no felony for Robbie Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vegas lead the Jets right now, three to one. But Darnold is getting the football back to start the third period. So hopefully the Jets can get on the board and get back in this one. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter. At How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we got more on this game as the Rockets and Warriors heading down to it. Under four minutes left to go. 119-93, the Rockets have this one completely in hand. 
But also, the finalists for the NBA awards are out. And forget about MVP. Wait till you hear who's a finalist for one of the other awards of the year in the league. That's next. Fox. Gentlemen, this is Hop 31. Competition for the Top Gun Trophy remains tight. First place, the kid. Second place, Harmon, just two points behind. You up for this one, kid? Just a walk in the park, Eddie Harmon. Eddie, (laughs) that's it. Just call me Eddie. 32 years ago tonight, Top Gun premiered in theaters, and my life was never the same. You know, the thing is, I tried. I said, that's how I got to act around women. I got to act around women like Tom Cruise acts around women in Top Gun. Okay. And that was my strategy. Didn't work as well in high school because I was I was short like him, but I wasn't as good looking like him. So it, it didn't really it didn't really manifest itself. And I realized, you know what? I'm too much of the funny guy to be, you know, the hey, I'm gonna not talk a lot, but seem like I'm smart and be really sexy. It just it just well, wasn't it's me. the old it don't talk a lot, and yeah, you know, better to be thought an idiot than open your mouth and be proven so. Isn't that the phrase? Yeah, uh, a beatdown, an absolute burial in the planet Houston. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about like women with me. It's a beatdown, an absolute burial. No, I left it there. (laughs) I thought everybody would take that and and run with it. But then I brought it back to the planet Houston and the game we were watching on television. But yes, it was a beatdown, bar after bar. Pillar to pillar, post to post, coast to coast for Jason Smith. Maybe I'd show him a good time later. And let me tell you about Jason Smith in high school. He couldn't even talk to girls, put together more than two words. And that's why he was single for so long. Didn't meet his wife until he was 25 years old. And what happened from the years of 16 to 25? No championships. Couldn't close. Just like the Knicks. And Carmelo Anthony, who couldn't do anything. And this is how I get into Carmelo talking about Jason Smith's sex life. That's how it goes here. And where is Skip? I'm going to ask one more time, and then I'm going to quit. Because I'm going to have to debate myself on tape or go into the future. And I'm going to record a take, and it's going to come back, and I'm going to debate myself. We really learned a lot about young Jason Smith there a little bit earlier uh, in that rant. Uh, <laughs> you unpacked that a little bit. We got problems for days. Uh, just one just one quick thing I have to say, because uh, I, I just got this update. Matt um, no, uh, my daughter. Matt just, Harvey Day. No, my daughter just hit a home run in the bottom of the last inning to tie the game. Seriously? Did she hit it over a fence uh, or no, did it roll? Hit it, she hit it over the outfielder's head and and ran all the way around before they could get the ball back in. Video or it didn't happen. So, well, there's video. My dad, Walt, better have it, or he's not going to be my dad anymore. That's really? that, that simple. He's at the game. We really need to. Uh, you know, I'd like to Woo! talk about this uh, Western Conference Finals, but it's time for an intervention. <laughs> Uh, I bring in executive producer Justin Frostberg. Yeah, you said tie game there, Jason, for uh, Zoe? Tie game for Zoe. You better hope her team doesn't have bias in the bullpen. (laughs) This is true. This is is absolutely true. I was more worried about the the helicopter parenting and the -the over-the-top kind of uh, analysis. You're threatening to fire your father because he he might have been cheering for your daughter instead of recording. I tell him record the at-bats. No. Uh, yeah, hey, real serious. Something we got to get into because we're going to get into the, the, the NBA Western Conference Finals. The Dodgers are tanking, and that's bad for MLB. No, that's right, hard. When to, you we, got the payroll they do, have, you can't and tank. you're tanking, you're tanking. That's a tough combination. Derek right Jeter there. right now is laughing like, like, uh, like 
Robert De Niro in Cape Fear in the in the, in the movie theater. Well, you either have that or you can go to Ray Liotta hey. slamming on the Do- bathroom tile. Do- Dodgers, Dodgers tanking is a big deal. But- Dodgers and uh, Marlins now both with 16 wins projected for 61. Before the season, the Dodgers were projected at 95 and a half. <laughs> uh, but we'll have more on that coming up in about 20 minutes. But right now, it is a final. Rockets over the Warriors, 127-105. The Western Conference Finals tied at one game apiece. I'm still feeling good about my Warriors in five prediction. You're feeling better about it now because uh, you know it, it'll actually go five. And I'm glad we have a series. Look, I mean, as much as look, I picked the Warriors, it's right, great. No. Look, if I'm right, I'm right. You know, look, I'd rather have a good series. And now at least we have the potential for a series. I don't know if we'll have one, but if the Warriors won tonight, we wouldn't have one. Well, and we should get some good post-game sound. Hey, why the hell were you guys shoving people just randomly instead of playing defense? <laughs> Down the stretch. <laughs> and then for the referees, they're going to have to answer the question. Uh, yeah, Durant had done that on the prior possession, shoving James Harden. How is Draymond Green's a, a common foul after Durant got a technical? <laughs> uh, I'll hang up and listen off the air. So look what happened tonight. For the Rockets, it's simple. They got their supporting cast to play out of their shoes. Well, James Harden had an okay night. Right? He didn't shoot great. He was awful from three-point range, but he didn't have to be. He finished 27-10-3. But it was P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon who did everything. Chris Paul was an okay night. Trevor Ariza was good as well. But you look at how P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon shot from three. That's really what it was. Every time the Warriors would go down get a hoop, one of them would come back with a three. Tucker was five out of six from three-point range, and Gordon was six out of nine. Ariza, seven out of nine from the floor. They shot 51% from the floor. You take away James Harden's night, and they shot like 70% from the floor. It was a night where Houston answered the bell, and it was clearly what they had to do. Now let's get into the Warriors. Because. Set that dumpster ablaze. Let's go. go. I, I I warned all the Steph Curry apologists. Steph Curry clearly is more important than... Kevin Durant, as time goes on, you got to keep changing your story and try to figure out something else. Try to figure it out. Try to figure it out. Kevin Durant kept this from being an absolute joke of a game by going for 38 points. He had 36 going to the fourth quarter. Steph Curry, a very quiet 16 on 7 for 19 shooting, 1 out of 8 from three-point range. And you can tell me all you want. Uh, He's still hurt, which he's not. He's moving around fine. He's tired, which, okay, I'll give you a little bit tired. But why is he tired? Why the guy plays? They play. They all play thirty minutes a night. He doesn't play defense right. either, so and he it's was not awful tonight. There was times tonight where I'm watching. Why is he overplaying on defense? Why is he not getting around to the ball? Steph Curry has been bad the first two games. Kevin Durant has carried the Golden State Warriors, and, and even time, him, he didn't score in the fourth. As time, yeah, and as time goes on, more and more, it's becoming Kevin Durant's team. It's like it was in Miami. When LeBron joined the Heat, it was, wow, it's LeBron and Wade and Chris Bosh, and how is this going to go? And now we have three superstars. And what did we see? As time went on, the first year gets into year two, into year three. It really was, this is LeBron's team, and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh are the supporting characters. And this is how it's going now for the Warriors. The more Kevin Durant's there, the longer he's there, the more it is becoming his team, and everybody else is around him. He is the guy that makes the team go. He is the guy that gets the tough baskets. He is the guy that can score 10 points in a row when the team is down, which he did a couple of times tonight. It's Kevin Durant's team. And Steph Curry is tries to, has to try to figure out his way now because he's out of action. He's in and out of the lineup this year. And he's got to figure out a way, okay, how do I come in here so it's seamless? 
and try to figure out my way. And the first two games against the Rockets, he has had a tough time doing that. No, certainly for him tonight, the shots weren't falling. He finished only one of eight from three-point range. It, just go back to the first quarter, the disastrous first quarter the, the Warriors had overall. They failed to record a three-point basket and had seven, no, nine turnovers. Over seven from three, nine turnovers in the first quarter. Just a miserable start to things. And for Curry, trying to find his way, trying to find the shot, long stretches where he hardly saw the ball. You saw he and Clay Thompson tonight, but to combine 10 of 30 after such brilliance, at least from what you saw from Thompson, is 6 of 15 from three-point range that you'll take uh, all day long as you got in game one here couldn't find the broad side of the barn as it were and, and never got themselves shot back into the game even when they started to make a bit of a surge the Rockets had answer after answer guys popping out from Steph Curry range and, and making those shots here he just never looked like he was in a rhythm never read the catch and shoot and deferring to Kevin Durant getting down on the block and why that didn't just become the de facto move for every possession down the stretch, starting, hell, coming out of halftime, you're down 14. Just give the ball to Durant and let him go to work. If he's going to step up and hit jump shots, fine. Otherwise, who's checking him on the way to the hole? Nobody. 877 on Fox Twitter, at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. We are breaking down Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals right now. It is tied one apiece. We got Chris Broussard, Fox Sports 1 NBA Insider, coming your way in a minute with more breakdown. But first, a guy who never breaks down, <laughs> unless it's on the side of a road, oh. because he doesn't have a spare tire, because it's all filled with L.A. Clippers merchandise <laughs> in his trunk no, that he no. sells out of the back for money on the side. It's Steve DeSager you're, with What's Trending. You're reminding me of the time in college where we had Dodgers opening day tickets and did break down on the 101 freeway on the side of the road. We got there in the sixth inning, covered in grease. What a, not, a, not such a great memory. Uh, by the way, with Houston winning tonight, the only playoff game still going on is Vegas and the Jets. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Steve. Why aren't people saying that every night? <laughs> anyway, that game briefly on the ice. Vegas lead now 3-2 over the Jets, about 11 minutes to go, and whoever wins that will go up two games to one in the NHL West Final. Houston, the top seed in the NBA, they are tied at a game apiece now in the Western Conference Final after beating Golden State 127-105. to Kevin Durant, 38 points in the loss. Eric Gordon, 27 points off the bench. P.J. Tucker scored 22 for the Rockets. He was 8 of 9 shooting. And Trevor Ariza was 7 of 9 shooting. He had 19 points. Game 3, Sunday night at Golden State. The East Final is off until Saturday night in Cleveland. Milwaukee reached agreement with Mike Budenholzer to be its next coach. He'd been Atlanta's coach the past five years. Alabama and Texas agreed to a home-and-home series for college football 2022 and 23. One ball game still going on. Seventh inning stretch in Anaheim. Justin Verlander and the Astros. 2-0 leaders over the Angels. Miami, a 6-5 win against the Dodgers, who've lost six straight, who have the same record as the Marlins, by the way, 16-26. and Atlanta is the best team in the National League. Turn that record around, 26-16. and The Braves got three runs, bottom of the eighth, and beat the Cubs 4-1. Yankees rained out at Washington. Boston and Chris Sale beat Oakland 6-4. Back to you. Thank you, Mr. DeSager. We are live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. more info, visit geico.com. Joining us now on the hotline, 
No one better to break down Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports Radio, NBA analyst Chris Broussard. CB, what's happening, man? I'm great. How are you? Dude, I'm great. I want to know, who was more active tonight? You doing whatever you've done the last couple hours or the Warriors on defense? <laughs> I actually might win that one. I mean, <laughs> you, you didn't see, I mean, the, the wide open shots that the Rockets were getting were incredible. And uh, this is obviously against one of the best defensive teams in the league. Now, look, give the Rockets credit. They had tremendous ball movement in the first half. I think they had 21 assists on their 23 buckets. Uh, they hit 10 threes in the first half. So they, they got away from that ISO-heavy attack they had had in game one, and they really moved the ball, which was great for them. Uh, so give them some credit, but Golden State, it looked like they relaxed. And after that win in game one, they kind of thought they might cruise in this series. And they found out today that that's not going to be the case. And then we see Steph Curry with a difficult game. His shot wasn't there. Defensively abused most of the game. Never really a factor for the the Warriors at all. I got to be honest. I think they were too Kevin Durant-centric. Now, granted, Steph was off. And when you look at the shot attempt, you'll see Durant only had 22. Steph had 19. But they weren't the fluid ball movement, player movement offense that we've come to know and love with Golden State, it was a lot of Durant creating everything. And Durant ISO, Durant bringing the ball up, four down, and guys kind of standing a lot more. And then when Steph took his shot, he was going one-on-one. Like, it wasn't a lot of passing. I'm sure one of the things Steve Curl talked to these guys about is where was our ball movement? Where was our passing? We try to get three passes per possession at a minimum, and guys are coming down and taking, you know, going one-on-one. So it was almost a reversal of game one in that uh, Golden State, I don't know if the stats will show this, but watching it, it looked like Golden State went more ISO and one-on-one than than, uh, Houston did. Houston went more uh, passing the ball. You know, I want to throw something by you, Chris, and tell, tell me what you think of this. When, when LeBron joined the Heat, it was, here's LeBron and Wade and Chris Bosh, and boy, how are these three stars going to do it? This is going to be awesome. And then as time went on and LeBron played there longer, it really went to, this is LeBron's team, and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh had to figure out a way to insert themselves seamlessly. I'm seeing that with Golden State, you know, with, with Curry and Durant. You know, Curry's out of the lineup towards the end of the season Everything is flowing through Kevin Durant, and it's really, I feel like it's up to Curry to find a way. He's got to seamlessly find his way now because more and more the offense is trending towards we're going through Kevin Durant more than anything else. And that's a mistake. It shouldn't be that way. As great as Kevin Durant is, what makes Golden State great is their ball movement and player movement and that the offense really didn't flow through any one person. You're right. That's what I was saying tonight. This is how they played when Steph was out. It was a lot like Kevin Durant almost playing like LeBron James, you know, bringing the ball up, creating plays for others. When Steph is there, you don't have to do that. And that that makes Golden State regular. Not regular, they're still elite. But that that is that doesn't separate them from the other elite teams in the league like their normal system does. They cannot – like you – Miami was a different animal 
because Dwayne Wade wasn't a shooter. LeBron James wasn't a shooter. He's a, you know, he can get hot and streaky. He's not a great shooter and certainly wasn't back then. And so LeBron also, that's how he plays. He's not like a great spot-up shooter like a Kevin Durant. So he does have to kind of be the system. So that was different. This, it doesn't, that doesn't have to be the case. I was very disappointed in Golden State, and I was shocked that Steve Kerr let it happen because you're right. Everything was going through Durant. And here's the deal. You can say, well, Durant's so great. Why not play that way? It wasn't as effective. If you look at the regular season, when Steph Curry was on the floor versus off the floor, when he's on the floor, the, the uh, Warriors were 10 points better per 100 possessions. When Kevin Durant was on the floor, th- this is going to bug you out, but it's the stats. They were nearly two points worse. And their record when Steph is out and Durant's playing is not half nearly as good as when Steph plays and Durant's out. So they need to get back to that free-flowing motion offense and get away from this, you know, Kevin Durant creates everything because that just makes you just like Cleveland, just like Houston when they go all hardened all the time. So that's not what makes Golden State unique, and they're very beatable when they play that way. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon coming to you from the Geico Studios on the hotline with us. Fox Sports 1, motivational, inspirational speaker. Subscribe to his In the Zone podcast. You can find him at chrisbroussardspeaks.com, at Chris Broussard, uh, Chris underscore Broussard on Twitter as well. So all the good questions are in the losing locker room today because we have to wonder oh, what's yeah. going on in Gr- Draymond Green's head along the way. <laughs> he gets a common fall for the shove after Durant gets a technical the preceding possession i'm a little curious and wondering if that doesn't get corrected in post no it'll be interesting to see what what they do um but yeah look the good news for all of us is that it looks like we may have a series right you know a lot of people were down after game one golden state had an easy time of it but you know now it looks like we'll get a series um going back to golden state hopefully they can split there and then this thing really gets interesting all right, lastly, Chris, we go to the Eastern Conference. The Cavaliers going home down two zip. A lot of talk today about uh, the Celtics gooning it up, and now we get ready for after a long layoff for game three. Can the Cavaliers come back in this? Technically, they can because we know that obviously they're going home. Boston has not been good on the road in the playoffs. They're one and four. They're nine and oh at home, one and four on the road. They got lost twice to Milwaukee. Actually, Lost three times to Milwaukee in, in that building uh, in Milwaukee. Um, Philadelphia got a split in Philly. And the one game that they beat Philadelphia and Philly, the, the Sixers just kind of gave that away to them at the end. So you would think, look, Cleveland's got the best player in the world. Their home court advantage. The Rockets don't play as well on the road. I mean, Al Horford goes from a 20-point score to a 12-point score on the road. Uh, Terry Rozier goes from like 18 down to 13. He goes from 46% shooting from three to 24% from three on the road. So they're a different team, and Cleveland's role players should play better at home. So I'm expecting this to go back to Boston 2-2. If it goes back 3-1, then it's you would think this thing is virtually over other than, 
you know, you're just having blind faith in LeBron James. But they go back 3-1, this is probably over. Follow him on Twitter, at Chris underscore Broussard. That's at Chris underscore Broussard. Website is ChrisBroussardSpeaks.com. You can hear him every Sunday, The Odd Couple, him and Rob Parker, 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. All right, real quick, Chris, your gut reaction, what was it? Was it Yanni or was it Laurel? Which one was it? I don't even know the difference. <laughs> there you go. I'm serious. I've heard, I've heard those names, but I have no idea what they mean. You know what? You're better off for You're it. You're a better man you than, are, than the rest of the world. It, you you got something done over the last 48 hours as opposed to the rest of the world, my friend. Hey, don't forget Chris Broussard, the In the Zone podcast. Olden Polynes, friend of the show. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Stops you by. know Olden is great. Oh, oh, my gosh. He's he the best. Well, yeah, you just yeah. lob it up. He's going to tell it straight. Exactly. <laughs> All right, exactly. Real, real quick, give me a tease. What was his best story he told you on the podcast? It's hard to separate his best, but, I mean, he talked about birds trash talk. He said one time they played, he was in Seattle, they were playing Larry Bird, and Bird looks at the Sonics bench. He has the ball against Derek McKee, who's a great defender. And he looks at the Sonics bench and the coach, Casey Jones, who had coached Bird in Boston, and he says, okay, I'm going to take two dribbles to my right and then cross over to the left and hit the jumper. <laughs> then McKee, McKee hears this. Everybody hears this. He does exactly that and buries it in McKee's face. And, and McPolinese is like, man. It was but he had, as you guys know, he had tremendous stories. Like, listeners got to check out that podcast because it was terrific with Olden Polly's. You know, I get a lot of ex-players, and I got to be straight honest. The ex-players are so much better than the current players. Oh, sure. Oh, Because they got stories. They, they're not beholding anybody anymore. They can tell it like it is, and it's just been great stuff. The In The Zone podcast, check it out. Chris Broussard right there on the top of his Twitter page as well, at Chris underscore Broussard. All right, be good, my man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, let it. I'm going to go take two steps to my left, come back, I'm going to hit the jumper, and then he does it. Slide to the left. Mm. 877 on Fox Twitter, at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Vegas trying to hold on against the Jets. The Jets score. Darnold leads them down. It's 3-2 late in the third period. But coming up next, you'll hear from Mike D'Antoni, a smiling Mr. Pringle as he met the media. What did he have to say following the Rockets' big Game 2 victory over the Golden State Warriors? Find out next on Fox. Chris Paul is Chris Paul. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer makes it easier to protect what you love. Just go online, compare quotes, and choose what's right for you. Progressive.com is your home for all things home insurance. Let's go! Take your shirt off, Armin. I'm serving. Take your shirt off. Really been an uh, odd 50 minutes of uh, the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios we're tonight. All oiled up oh. right now, playing volleyball and Top Gun. Happy 32nd anniversary. Uh, we're all oiled up. I'm feeling good. We're live from the Geico <laughs> Studios. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. I thought Frostberg had a one-liner, a quip he was ready to give. He just started laughing. They're <laughs> like, no, I'm not even going to bother. We're all into it. I got to come on. I got to get to Charlotte Blackwell's house in an hour. I'm playing volleyball in jeans. David Blatt just threw, flew right over us. Yeah, there he goes. <laughs> Ceremonial flyover. 
we're going to start hearing from the particulars following the Rockets' victory over the Warriors tonight, 127-105, evening the Western Conference Finals at one game apiece. And first up is Mike D'Antoni. Mr. Pringle talked to the media a couple minutes ago, as I just want to keep hearing Kenny Loggins. Is he just going to say Nick, Nick Saban? I'm happy <laughs> as hell. Uh, let's hear from Mike D'Antoni, the Rockets, behind a huge night from P.J. Tucker, who is the number one trending topic on Twitter, just how we thought Game 2 of course. was going to come out. Tucker with 22 points. Eric Gordon off the bench with 27. The Rockets even it up. Jonathan Fagan, Houston Chronicle. Mike, <laughs> Mike, after two days of all the talk about playing style and all the other stuff uh, you labeled as noise. I didn't know. How was, much... there, was there any talk? I didn't hear anything. I heard you. <laughs> How much did it, it end up just being about belief in what, who you guys are and what you've done this year? Hey, you know, and again, I don't want to be snarky and I don't want to be old and oh, I got to be old, but I don't want to be cantankerous. It's just that, first of all, you're not going to, you, you, you know, you have one of the best offenses probably in all times, at least with Golden State, and they're one of the best all-time teams. We're trying to prove we were up there with them. You're not going to come in and change the way you play, and that's the way we played all year. Sometimes we get bogged down, but usually because we can't get out in transition, can't get that force, and then the ball seems like all we do is keep it. But again, We are who we are, and we had to be who we are. We just did it better, longer. Guys believe it, and we're not going to change anything up. Uh, that, would be, that would be silly on my part to panic. I mean, you, you don't do that. Uh, we're very comfortable about who we are, and we can beat anybody, anywhere, at any time, playing the way we play. Now, some people might not like it. You know, hey, sorry. You know, I, you know, I, you know it might not look good to some people, but it's effective, it's efficient. And it's the, you know, it's one good thing about Golden State is that Steve Kerr does a great job. He plays exactly the way that team has to play. He t- took his talent, figured it out, and they are very efficient, one of the best teams ever. We, as a coaching staff, try to do the same thing. You take what you have, you figure out what you can do, what it maximizes each one of our players, try to get them career years, and we try to maximize what they do. This is the best way that this team, I think, and I could be mistaken, but obviously I believe in it, that we play. And we're going to play that and then live with the results. Mike, Christy Reekin from the Associated Press. Um, you talked about how you, you're going to have to live with um, Kevin Durant's points, but if y'all did the other little things. I wish you'd have a bad game every <laughs> once in a while. I mean, I, I can live with it, but my gosh, he's unbelievable. He, he was incredible tonight. I, just, I was going to say, you were talking about all the little things y'all didn't do right in the first game. How, how did you feel about all those little things tonight? All the little things we did. Uh, Kevin is, uh, is a beast of its own. He's just, you know, one, one thing, our, our, ISO, our ISOs look a little bit tough because it takes us 10 seconds to get what we want, a three-year layup or, you know, or foul shots. He takes him about one second. He's just going to shoot over people. So um, he, he was incredible. But at the same time, if we do everything else, last game, we didn't get matched up right. Matched up right. We gave too many wide open threes. Uh, we had too many turnovers. Uh, just so many things that contribute to the loss, and not what everybody was talking about. That. All right, uh, I'm waiting for the question and answer on Steph Curry. Where was? How'd you stop Steph? How'd you stop? Where is it? No, nothing on Steph. Just all about Kevin Durant. Yeah, but what about that? All the, about Durant. The WWE inspired. We'll beat anybody, anytime, anywhere. This you is- sanction the match. I got it down. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? There's a very happy 
Mike D'Antoni following game two. We have more on this, more on Steph Curry's Invisibility Act as the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon continues right here. Fox Sports Radio, KDO. Hour two of the program, you are inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Don't forget, our Best Of podcast goes up right after the show is over on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to the whole show, parts of it. Rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever and ever. Do it! We're going to hear from Steph Curry, who met the media following the Warriors' Game 2 loss to the Houston Rockets, in which... Curry was alternately exposed on defense, tired, not hitting shots. Another bad game for Steph as the offense continues to flow through Kevin Durant. This game goes to the Rockets, and we have a series in the Western Conference Finals, at least for the time being. It's 1-1. For the time being, we get that. But it's just interesting. We had so much talk, and we heard the Mike Dan, Tony clips a little bit earlier in the show about the 48 hours of talk of changing style, getting away from your ISO ball. And they kind of did that today. And you saw more ball movement. You saw the secondary players. You saw the bench players and the role players, everybody stepping up and hitting big shots. Chris Paul, we're still waiting on word. He had left the game when it was well in hand, but his ankle was wrapped and foot was wrapped. So wondering what was going on there. Still waiting on word from the, the Rockets locker room. But for the Warriors, that's been their hallmark forever is ball movement. Everybody's involved and in that high-flying, you know, three, four passes per possession kind of feel, and it bogged down today. And the fact that you look Draymond Green for two straight games is looking like he wants to just fight someone <laughs> from the opening tip. <laughs> Yeah, which is that, fine. With no, which is, games, though, no, no, but that's like fine. You know, people. hey, you want to be all ag- aggravated inside the – the white lines for 48 minutes, but here he's getting himself out of his game. Like it's not mm. certainly tonight. He was a non-factor. And if you take him out and he's not at least being aggressive defensively, instead of just poking at guys or shoving them as they're heading towards the basket, you know, you're, you're not getting his contribution. And when Curry's already a defensive liability, it just snowballs from there. You know, and I, I see it a little bit differently. We And Chris Broussard was on, and I, I laid out my philosophy of how the offense is now flowing more through Kevin Durant than Steph Curry. And that's kind of exactly what happened in Miami with LeBron and mm-hmm. Wade and, and, and Bosh. But tonight, I mean, overall, I don't think you can look at it and say, okay, they got away from all their ball movement. They were more disinterested tonight. Oh, no, there certainly was. This was the Raptors game four. This was the Cavaliers game one. This was we got one. We got one here, and the Rockets are going to come out. And either the Rockets are going to roll over for us, or they're going to come out like gangbusters. Because there were were many times tonight where I watched the Warriors, and I go, this is not how they play defense. They were standing. They were they were standing around. Well, but even look at the first quarter. They didn't hit a three point shot. Nine turnovers. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Like they, they were happy I mean, Steve with Steve Kerr, one. confused as hell on the sideline, wondering what happened to his machine. Now I don't know if it would have made a difference tonight because the Rockets kept hitting threes, and that was you know, 
P.J. Tucker's going to get an open three because he's not going to hit five out of six like he normally 16 does. 16 of 42 overall from the night, and that includes the three of 15 yeah, take out from the James three, Harden. Do the so math. Take out the 13, three of 15 Well, 13 of 27. You're at, that's, you're at you 50%. Know, you're not going to lose many games no. that way. That's really – you did that math fast. Well, it's just a shade I mean, under 50%, but that's fine. No, no, no. I mean the 13 that, that go from the – Oh, yeah. The, 16 the, minus yeah, – I, I could do a little mental math. That's pretty good, man. You can, Years of doing the fantasy football shows have that's, helped. That's pretty good. I yeah, like that. Thanks, buddy. But that's fast. It's it's a skill I bring to the table here. I have it on a resume. How far can so you anybody do- listening? We can we can do that. How far can you do pie? I don't really. I get to three point one four one. No, that's it. I, I go to three point one four. Anything beyond that is superfluous and a waste of my time. Wow. What are you talking about, Jason? You get the eight slices and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I also know I got fifty five minutes before the slide over baby out. So <laughs> I'm. Look, you know, math is very important, and the fact that you can do that pretty well—that's that's a skill. It's a skill. I'm I'm very excited. It's been passed down to my children. That and my ability to retain song lyrics for <laughs> better so or for excited. worse is also part of it. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. Mike got swollen dome, especially if, if you have any math questions. You need for quick him. math. I got you. Uh, just real quick, we got Steph Curry coming up. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr in a couple minutes, too, as well. Uh, but Kerr just met the media. He was asked, what did Steph Curry's injury have to do with the way he's played tonight? What percent, you know, what, what percentage? Just to ask it out there, I like his that. Performance? What percentage of his injury is responsible for his performance? And Steve Kerr said 13.7%. <laughs> Nicely so, done. It's like he heard you do math, and he says, no, I could do math better than Mike Harmon. So now he does the math. I like that. That's how he did it. So basically saying one-seventh of his performance. <laughs> but look, <laughs> I wish I had Steph Curry's reputation in sports. Many athletes wish they had his reputation because it is unimpeachable. Because Steph comes on, and he's a good guy. He does a lot of good things. He's got the great aw shucks personality. He shoots unlike any player we have seen, hitting shots from – from 35, 40 feet, he's not tall, so he relates to everybody. He was from a small school, brought his school to the Final Four. He, he is the perfect package of a success story, and everybody loves him. He's exciting. It's exciting to see guys hit shots from 35 feet out. And so he, every time he hits one, Oracle goes crazy. But let's be honest. Kevin Durant is the guy on the team that everything goes through now. And Steph Curry's got to find his way around it. He's got he was the one, and everybody found their way around Steph. But as teams got better, and now more teams can hit shots from three point range, and people say, "Oh no, no, you know they won without KD." Yeah, well, now the league is altered. the The Warriors changed the way the NBA did business. Now it is. Wait a minute, we have to have guys that can hit a bunch of threes. We can't just do what we normally did because the Warriors are boat racing everybody. So now other teams are making that adjustment. Now we're shooting a lot of threes. The Rockets shoot a lot of threes. The the Cavaliers shoot a lot of threes. Even the Spurs, Greg Popovich would rather cut his finger off than shoot a three, but he knows we have to shoot threes. So this is how the league has evolved in the last couple of years. So now teams are saying, okay, now we can combat this. Suddenly Steph Curry is, well, maybe he's not enough, but now you get Kevin Durant, and suddenly that makes them even more unbeatable. Obviously, he's a top five player overall. Now he's a top three player. Uh, right now, I'll, I'll, I'll put him number two overall in the league behind LeBron James. But this is how the reality is. 
for the Golden State Warriors is that it's now Kevin Durant is the one and Steph Curry is the 1A, and he's got to find his way back in. He was hurt at the end of the year, and the team was, was able to figure out a way around it, but it's been Kevin Durant's team since the finals last year when Durant showed, I am the guy, I will carry us to the finals and win. It's his team. It's not Steph Curry's team. And everybody on Twitter, and people want to go crazy, they take it so personal, which is why I want to have Steph's reputation. Because anytime I say something, it's not like I said, Steph Curry sucks, he shouldn't be in the league, and he's completely overrated. No, no, it's like, oh, my goodness. Kevin Durant, I laid out why he's the guy over Steph Curry, and it's like I, I committed absolute heresy. When you watch the game, you can't tell me anything different with Golden State. Well, you State. just watch possession after possession. It becomes a Kevin Durant barrage you saw what two eight point spurts from him where he, the ball just went right into his hands they didn't have to go into flow of the offense any other passing and trying to work the ball around you you just saw Durant either taking it straight to the basket or rising up with the jump shot which defender after defender just says you know how do I do that when the guy's seven feet tall if he's getting into his zone he's going to shoot over me all day long so you saw that several times as they tried to claw their way back into this game after that disastrous first quarter, and it was all on Durant. Now, curiously, he didn't do much of anything in the fourth quarter other than the shove of James Harden. That was really the only highlight real piece that he had as this thing came to a close, but by that it was already well in hand for the Rockets. But certainly as we watch the, the flow of the offense and the way things and the flow of the defense dictates he's gonna he's gonna be the guy creating his own shot. He doesn't have to spot up, and that's what Steph has become in this offense, trying to find his spot, trying to find his stroke. And today, once that three point shot was broken, it was awful hard to go back to him. And defensively, the Rockets exposed him. There oh, were plays awful. where he was all over the court. You know, they went they went right at no, him sure. tonight. And why wouldn't you? And, and that and that that's part of the game too, you know. I mean, it's not you know. Oh, Steph Curry defensively is that's another one I get from everybody. But defensively, and he spreads the floor. Yeah, what about tonight? You know what, what Dwayne Casey like would be calling him out like he did Demar Derozan. You know, even if you're not scoring the basketball, and then Dwayne Casey would get fired, and then it'd be a new coach. Is that something like that? Yeah. Hot take! Hot take! <laughs> uh, you want to get some mean tweets in? We got some mean tweets. Some. Steph oh, it's been a minute. Steph Curry mean tweets. Uh, do we have our music, Mister Teicher? Thank you, Jimmy Kimmel. Mario says, hey, Jason, when you're at the lake, does someone say what kind of bait are you using? And you say, oh, you know, I'll show you. Let me reach in my hot take tackle box. Ooh, I like that. that, No, that becomes it. We put a little fishing hat on you. Yeah. Like you're fishing home or you got one of those vests on. Hot take tackle box. Hot take tackle box. I got something right here. There's no way feed is surviving that box. (laughs) Way too hot. Find myself another lure. No, I got something for you. I got something that looks real pretty. Oh, I'll catch the bass in the middle. Oh, that's, yeah, that's great. Just a bunch of dead sardines. <laughs> and, and TJ, not Brandon Bass, will catch bass in, in the lake. Jason, don't get me wrong. I enjoy your show a lot, but sometimes your takes are very vanilla. Does this guy listen to this show? I mean, really? Wasn't it, me, was it? I mean, no, no, this is to Jason. Don't okay. get me wrong. I enjoy your show, but sometimes your sports... T- really? This, you listen to this? These takes are vanilla? Wow. That's something nobody's ever accused us of. Yeah. Now, first of all, 
you want to hear the takes we have on this show, if you can't listen to the whole show, if you can't download the Best of Podcast, just watch the TV shows, listen to the radio in the morning. That's all everybody takes Which, is what we say. Well, tonight. it is a good point. Uh, Brandon says, Jason, you just hate on Steph Curry because he hangs out. Oh, wait, wait, hang on. Wait, Brandon says, ahead. how about a Fresca hate Steph Curry because he hangs out with Halle Berry? Listen, I, I... He hangs out with Halle Berry? I didn't, I didn't want to make it known, but yes, Halle Berry and I are hanging out right now. I, I don't know if it's going to lead to anything, but we are kind of hanging out. She's very nice. She's no kind of a big sex. deal. Yeah, no, and, and uh, it's, you know, like I said, it's early. In the relay, we're taking it slow. Friend zone, yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at. You know, I mean, because, you know, she's got a lot of exes that are all athletes. And you're scared of David Justice. Yes. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't dance around it. He just went there, didn't he? <laughs> Mario says, ah, Curry, huh? In the end, Swollen Dome makes the show. Jason, you go down, no one cares. But if old Cavzilla goes down, you're a system host. Cavzilla goes down. Do people call you Cavzilla? I don't know. That's a new one. I mean, Quadzilla's been there, but Cavzilla's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Cavzilla's like, like, I can see. I mean, the title of that movie's not available to us for another 45 minutes. I can see your wife calling you that, like, hey, Cavzilla. Oh, boy. You know, I could. Does that happen? No. 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 She call you Quadzilla? No. No. Does she call you Eddie? Jason, I swear both you guys are either high or drunk when you write your tweets because they make no sense. No, I, I think the tweets are fine. Are you high when you're writing your tweet? When you're tweeting, I've never been high. No, I don't, really, no, never, ever in your life. No, never. No secondhand smoke. Get sick from it. Didn't you do an interview with Snoop Dogg? Yeah, yeah. Then you we got had high. A good so then, yeah, you yeah. were high. Yeah, it was in an, no, it was in an open high. air environment. No, it you were matter. still high. <laughs> it All right, matter. then maybe I had a contact. I don't know. Yeah, it was fun though. It, you know when you see like a storm cloud over? Hey, it's gonna rain. That's perpetually no. I always remember when over I Snoop Dogg. Yeah, when I went to see Pink Floyd at Soldier Field many many years ago on that division bell tour. What an awful <laughs> album that was. Gave it away after listening to it once. But there was a green fog above the stadium that stayed for hours uh twitter at how about a fresca for more mean tweets twitter at how about a fresca mike is at Cavzilla or swollen dome on twitter you see if someone's taking Cavzilla on twitter that i'm gonna look, sound sexy it's pretty good for you to get that one i mean it's really more that your calves are, are making more headlines than than, than swollen dome no that's good I, I do like that that has become a thing we'll see if they can uh, market that we'll hear from the disappointing steph curry i'm sorry we'll hear from steph curry Coming up next on the show, we got Steve Kerr as well as we break down Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. The Dodgers are tanking, and wait till we tell you what Bartolo Colon did tonight. Yeah, even something for Bartolo, it was impressive. It's all coming up next on Fox. Happy Top Gun night. 32 years ago today, the world met Pete Mitchell. Call sign, Maverick. And now they're banging each other. Well, there was. Sorry, spoiler alert. He did get together with Kelly McGillis in the movie. Explain it to me. All right. Well, here's what happens. Child gets on a bus. <laughs> a young pilot goes to Top Gun Academy, falls in love with an instructor, doesn't want to date a student, but she likes him anyway. They have sex. He flies in a plane, and they play a song at the end. Take that for data. There you go. Here's Top Gun, right? Sometimes you need to have a song. Everybody needs the soundtrack of their lives. I'll tell you what. Third best soundtrack of all time behind Less Than Zero and 
Titanic. No, not Titanic. Oh, my God. If I never hear the Titanic. Third best soundtrack, Less Than Zero, I told you, uh, Lost Boys, and Top Gun. Top Gun sits at number three. All right. I was always partial to the Beautiful Girls soundtrack. Beautiful Girls is pretty good. Well, you know who appears on there. Well. They're the bar band. Right. Yeah. That's right. The Afghan Wigs were the bar man. (laughs) Millennials don't even know who Tom Cruise is. No, no, of course. Oh, come on. They think he's the guy from Mission Impossible. No, they think that's Brad Pitt. No, they. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was Liam Nelson, right? Oh, I know the Liam Nelson guy. Yeah, no, that was him. Nice. I like that. No, no, no. They know Tom. Oh, he's the guy from Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that's what it is. Uh, Happy anniversary to everyone associated with Top Gun. And Top Gun 2. You know, they're in, they're getting it ready. It's, it's going to come out. It's going to be a movie. Think about what you can do with all the CGI now. You don't uh, even have to use real planes. No. <laughs> it's going to be we're all going to simulate it. You can. That's Just leave one or two uh, in front of a green screen on a big sound stage, and then let your computer engineers go to work. And we'll fix it in post. 877-99 on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, watch Top Gun. Here's an idea. Let's add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you got to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket? It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. So Steph Curry, the disappointing Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Met the media a few moments ago following the Warriors game two defeat. Steph Curry had a bad game. You can't slice it up. Even the Steph Curry apologists have to say, well, he had a bad game. And there's a lot of them out there. Seven out of 19 from the floor. One out of eight from three-point range. And the Rockets exposing him. He had a bad night on defense. They went right at him. And this is really concerning for Steve Kerr. And it's more evidence. We tell you, Kevin Durant is the guy. Steph Curry is not the guy in Golden State. Yes, he's the MVP. He's good. He is not the guy. But let's hear from Steph Curry himself as he talked about what went on tonight in the Game 2 defeat. I know you had good games before these last couple off shooting nights, but how are you feeling physically and especially at, at the defensive end? I know you're working hard down there. How are you holding up physically? Feeling great. Um, tonight as a whole, I uh, didn't... Found a rhythm early, uh, had some decent looks from from three um, that could have changed the momentum of the game early uh, in the first half. But um, for the most part, it was just a frustrating night all the way around. They made some adjustments, got other guys involved, and they made plays. And uh, that's kind of how a series like this is going to be. And game after game, it's going to be a chess, chess match. And... Um, Tonight, we just didn't make enough plays to stop the momentum in this building. And that was the difference in the game. You know, P.J. Tucker, Trevor Reza, Eric Gordon, um, they stepped up tonight. So, got to be ready for that kind of uh, aggressiveness uh, from them in game three. Um, keep doing what we're doing. Matt Musil with KHOU 11. Hey, Steph, you mentioned the momentum. You guys had come back, got within 11 early in the fourth, and then they went on a big 19-2 to two run. What happened at that point? They made shots, and I think they – we were just a step slow on uh, on our rotations and our switches. Guys got into the paint. I mean, we know their M.O. is, is isolation, trying to, you know, get dribble drives, get the ball in the paint. 
the difference between game one and game two is they were finding guys on the on the, on the wings and corners and they were knocking down shots. So um, we'll look at the film, obviously, to figure out where our the, the, the kinks in the armor were. But, you know, it's just one of those nights where they knew that they had to do and they did it. And we got to we got to uh, respond um, with, some, with some more aggressiveness and more discipline on the defensive end. Hey, staff, Mark Medina, Bay Area News Group. When you look at the 15 turnovers and the seven in the first quarter, what do you think accounted for those overall? Just, uh, I think a couple of them in the first half were just rushed. Uh, they tried to play a little bit, a little bit more physical in that first quarter, uh, but it really didn't, shouldn't have bothered us the way it did. Uh, they were unforced turnovers. Uh, thinking a guy was going to be in a place and he wasn't, uh, trying to thread the needle with a pass. Uh, we knew that if we didn't, if we came out in those first six minutes and really made them work and got some good looks, whether we made them or missed them, it could have uh, put ourselves in a much better position on the attack. And um, when you talk about it and you know what you got to do and you don't do it, that's a frustrating feeling. So uh, that set the tone for the game pretty much, and, and then they, they ran with it. Steph, over here, Dan Wecky with the Los Angeles Times. It seemed like somewhere along the, in the game they decided to attack you a lot off of the dribble. Is, is there surprise, a fi- surprise? Is is is, the, is there a physical toll to, to being in that one-on-one defensive situation repeatedly? Not if you were, you know, just I guess one step ahead of, of it. And tonight, I think that was the difference. We were trying to be too cute with our our exchanges and our switches and all that stuff instead of just manning up playing one-on-one defense. Whether they score or not, as hard as you know, we're working on the defensive end, they're working that as hard on the offensive end to get shots up. So um, that was the difference between you know game one and game two. They they made a, a asserted effort to turn those, uh, those, those one-on-one situations into a little bit more ball movement, and we were just a step slow, myself included. So there's Steph Curry saying we were a step slow tonight. And and look, I'm not don't want this to get into a bashing Steph Curry thing. I tell a lot of truths about Steph Curry, and we've done nothing but that on the show. When we talk about him, we talk about Kevin Durant. Well, as he was talking, you were etching a, a little picture of him <laughs> on your hand. <laughs> but to be to be fair, and I always want to be fair, it would have been a better night for Steph Curry. Would have been a much better night for everybody involved with the Warriors had they just decided to play this game like they needed to win it. Because the Rockets came out right from the jump, and right. it was, we need this. And Eric Gordon came out and gave them a huge lift off off the bat. And I'm watching the game, and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be where the Warriors say, we knew they were going to come out big, we have to withstand them early, and then claw back and take over the game, which is what we normally do. But they never did it. And defensively, they looked horrible. It was, and it wasn't. I know Steph is kind of sugarcoating by saying, "Oh, we were a step slow." No, there's plays where guys are wide open for threes, and it's like, "Where are you? Where, where is the Warriors' defense?" Well, but we where, were also where, where are you guys talking about it a lot yesterday with the Eastern Conference game of guys going in one on three and coming up with offensive rebounds, or nobody controlling a rebound and finding its way all the way back out to the top of the key or off to the side, and and they hit a lot of corner shots today, a lot of wide open spot shooter looks and when we look at what the the Rockets were able to do offensively just a a lot of effort on the glass and just keeping things moving even with James Harden having a bad shooting night 
they were able to just have their way. And normally we get that surge. What did it get to? Nine, I think, was the, mm-hmm. the lowest that it got to. And then it was right back out to 16 in a matter of seconds. The the normal panic mode that we see other teams during the regular season, even most playoff series, Rockets didn't show it tonight. They withstood that storm and kept building on that lead. No, and you would see plays where are the Rockets – like this is a very common sequence in the game tonight. P.J. Tucker – or Eric Gordon would hit a three. And the Warriors would come back down, and they would get a hoop, usually Durant, because everything flows through him. And then they'd come down defensively, and the Rockets would work for a few seconds, and then suddenly, oh, and there's a wide-open shot for Trevor Reza. And why is he wide open? And and it would be the same thing. You would see Steph Curry lagging behind or overplaying something or Draymond Green not where you expect him to be. There was one time in the second quarter when I saw, I, I, it might have been Chris Paul, I, I'm pretty sure it was Chris Paul, who went baseline, and Kevin Durant could have gone up for a block easily because it, there, were, there was no place to go. And Durant just kind of stood there. And and I think it was Chris Paul went in for the layup, and it was I'm like, what's Kevin Durant? Why is he? Why didn't I try to block? He was in position to block. He was in position for a block. He was right there, and he didn't do it. And I'm going, what is he doing? What is, what's going on with the Warriors? It was like, really, they were happy to get one game. And right now, they're all saying to themselves, we played all season long, and the Rockets did everything they could. They had to get home court advantage, and now we just took it from them. We're good. We're good. They're probably going to roll over, but if not, we're good. And that was the complete body language and, and message that I got from them defensively tonight, which really, it, it, it doesn't happen. I, I get, we're going to hear from Steve Kerr coming up a bit. I get how upset he is. Well, you saw how well Paul and Harden worked last time, the high shooting percentage and point total and everything. This time, 43 points, 4 of 20 from three-point range between the two of them. Didn't matter. All the ancillary, secondary players stepped up in a big way. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in one minute, more from this big game, too, including the big controversy that Shaq and Charles Barkley weighed in on before the game. But first... A guy who weighs in on every big controversy because that's what he does for a living. It's Steve DeSager with What's Trending, SD. A guy who weighs slightly less than Shaq and Charles. Put together. Uh, Or individually. No, Uh, I think I I, I would say, how many Steve DeSagers would you say go into Shaq and Charles Barkley? I'll say 10. No, well, well, that meant, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, Well, Shaq's got to go about 350. Yeah. At least he's close. To Barkley's got to go. Yeah, yeah. at least you yeah. got to be close to eight hundred between the two of them. So I would say what six to Sagers thirteen point yeah. seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the metric conversion. Top seed Houston uh, tied a game apiece after beating Golden State tonight, one twenty seven, one hundred five in the Western Conference Finals. You know, guys, we just heard from Steph Curry from three point range. He was one for eight tonight, but. Making that one three-pointer, he extends his NBA playoff record, 81 straight postseason games with at least one three-pointer made. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? (laughs) Kevin Durant had 38 points in the loss. Eric Gordon on the winning side, 27 points off the bench. James Harden had 27 points. Game three of the series Sunday night at Golden State. Milwaukee has reached agreement with Mike Budenholzer to be its next head coach. On this night, by the way, where we celebrate on the show the debut of the 1980s film Top Gun, appropriate that in the NHL playoffs tonight, who's visiting Vegas? The Jets. Jets, yo. Winnipeg Jets. Of course, they wound up a 4-2 loser at Vegas. 
So the Golden Knights are up two games to one in the West Final. So Winnipeg meets a fate akin to that of Goose, unfortunately. Spoil- oh, spoiler it's alert. Nicely done. It's all good. Sam Darnold will lead the Jets to victory in the next game. <laughs> so it's given all, all the good. gambling stuff, aren't you supposed to talk about how that 2.7 seconds left empty net goal changed the spread? Oh, did it? Because uh, yeah. it made it the 4-2 final. Well, it took you, it took you on the over because it was 5.5, and, and the spread on the game, 1.5 goals. Mm. How about that? In Vegas, no doubt. Exactly. Mm. And meanwhile, the favorite for Saturday's Preakness, the Kentucky Derby winner, justifies in an eight-horse field, and it's raining all week there in Baltimore, and that will include rain in the forecast for Saturday. But he's a mutter. We're fine. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The late ball game is over. Justin Verlander was sensational in Anaheim, a complete game. And the final 2-0 over the Angels. Once again, the Angels just not good enough against the great teams. And in fact, how about this stat? Mike Trout in his career against Verlander, 2 for 27. That includes the 0 for 4 tonight. Verlander's ERA for the season down to 1.05. Wow. Back to you. All right, that's good for Angels mentions for the month, I believe. That's very nice. <laughs> yes, well, Houston, what was the World Series last year? It's Houston and the Dodgers, and now you got Houston looking like a champ. In fact, they add, they have the top three ERAs in the league. They added one of those guys in the offseason, and the Dodgers, well, they have the same record as the Marlins after losing at Miami tonight. Special delivery, Steve DeSager. We have two big stories in baseball, including the Dodgers, coming up in about ten minutes you got to hear the Bartolo Colon thing. It's amazing. Legendary. But we talked about the big controversy that Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley talked about before Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals tonight. We're going to give you a listen to see if they heard Yanni or if they heard Laurel. Let's hear it. Play it. Laurel. Shaq, what did you hear? What did you hear? I heard them both combined, but I'm, I'm going to just go uh, Yanni. You heard <laughs> what did, I heard Laurel. I heard what Laurel. You, what did you hear, I heard Chuck? Laurel. I thought I heard Donut. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. No, you I swear to you, I thought I heard Donut. You're the okay, first one. You got two chances. You're the first one. Laurel, and you got Gary. Donut. I will say this. It sounds more, if you say, what does Laurel sound like? I, I believe more Donut than I would Yanny. I mean, really. Deep this is dish just, pizza. This is just Full of sausage. <laughs> This is the stupidest thing I heard, and I'm glad we're on in Chicago right now. So, look, this whole Yanni Laurel thing is just insane, and I'm I'm like my eye twitches. We told you last night there's one of two reasons why people say they're hearing Yanni. Number one is there's an algorithm where some people get Yanni. Most everybody gets Laurel, but some people get Yanni. So they're saying, oh, I hear Yanni, because clearly that's Laurel. Or there's bots and there's people that just want to push this narrative of, oh, I heard Yanni, because they want to say something different. Shaquille O'Neal, I guarantee you, heard Laurel, but he said Yanni because what kind of fun is it if Shaq says, I heard Laurel, Ernie Johnson says Laurel, and Kenny Smith says Laurel. It's okay. So people are doing it, some people are doing it just to say they heard something different to be the contrarian. Today, I also read a lot of columns online about people saying it's about the frequency. You know, certain people hear certain frequencies, and they hear words at a higher frequency. <laughs> and if you hear things in a higher frequency, you hear Yanni. If you're at a lower frequency, you hear Laurel. You did more research on this than you did for anything you ever did at the 
Syracuse Universe. Oh, yeah. Oh, plenty. I'm much more on this. You were but, more in-depth on this by 9 o'clock last no, night than most things you do. Because this pisses me off that people actually think this is something that's... No, it's a, it's a fixed narrative because if that was really the case, and, you know, just because you read a column that says, and this professor of linguistics at Southampton University, like... Why are we talking to a professor of linguistics at Southampton University? Because he picked why, up why? the phone. Exactly. Or he's someone who will agree and play along. If that was the case and people heard words at different frequencies, then every day, every conversation, people wouldn't understand what was being said. There would be questions about everything you heard on TV. Wait, did I just hear the president say that he's mad at North Korea or Iran? I know I, it says Iran, but I heard Laurel and then I heard North Korea conversations you had with people every day. Wait, did you just say we're going to Dodger Stadium or we're going to Angel State? There would be that all the time. Well, because I hear in a high... No, that's not the case. This is just something that is trumped up to become a controversy, and it's fun. It's fun to have people listen and hear things and all kinds, but just know that this is one of those manufactured things because, really, every conversation, people is, oh, I hear in a different register. I hear, I hear a different frequency. No, because then every conversation you have, you would have to wait, wait, clarify that for me. I didn't, I didn't hear what you said because you said Yanni and I heard Laurel or you said Laurel and I heard Yanni. And there's no way. Yanni doesn't even sound like Laurel. You can't even say that's why it's, it's Laurel, Yanni, I mean, Yanni. There's no vowels that sound the same. How can you tell me that that's the same thing? I'm not buying it. I just heard that you were shipping in about $200 worth of Lou Malnati's from Chicago. I am my own Snopes page. That's really all that was, right? right, It was uh, was a long endorsement of sending me pizza. Let's hear it for the final time now. One more time. Can we hear it? Matt suck, yo. Whoa! (laughs) So that's what I hear when I hear it. Matt suck, yo. No, no, no. Play it again. Laurel. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Matt suck, yo. (laughs) Sounds angry, too. You know what? That's something that kind of goes through my head. So maybe I hear that. Kinda? And I, and I, well, today it did, yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of goes through my head a little bit, so I kind of push that out there. That suck, yo. Yo. I like the pause for the yo at the end. I like that. Well, it's dramatic. Good. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Gives you a little bit of a That build. was actually a reading from Ethan Hawke, courtside at a Knicks game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh wait, yeah, we'll wait. Too to soon. Him. No longer courtside at a Knicks game, Ethan Hawke. It's too soon, bro. They did him a favor. <laughs> Buy <laughs> tickets. Have to watch that garbage That is anymore. true. Ethan Hawke found a way to make the Knicks look sympathetic. Well, you know, we'll, we'll do a little bit on that story next hour on the show. But coming up next, yeah, Bartolo Colon tonight. You got to hear what he did. And we'll talk about a team I'm really disturbed they could be tanking. Uh, it's next on Fox. I hate that song. This is what we call a target-rich environment. Goose, even you could meet women in a place like this. I'd just be happy to get a woman to talk dirty to me. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. 32 years ago tonight, moviegoers heard this song for the first time. Pete Mitchell and Goose walked into a club and Destiny stepped in his way in the form of Kelly McGillis. He sang a song to her. And he was hers forever. Borat was in it. No, no, I like you. <laughs> Just high fiving people in the volleyball. Yeah, high five. High five, Iceman. Can we do that digitally? Could we just add him to the scene? My name is Borat. There's got to be a Borat hologram. Very nice. A couple of big baseball stories before we get back into Golden State and Houston. Going to hear from Steve Kerr, Kevin Durant, James Harden following the big Rockets Game 2 victory. I'm worried the Dodgers are tanking, Mike Harmon. 
I, you know, it's getting to be really might, suspicious I at this point. They might be tanking. The Dodgers lose again tonight to the Marlins, and the Dodgers now sit in the NL West in last place behind the Padres, 16-26, and 26, the same record as the Marlins. Is this the biggest uh, series of Derek Jeter's career? So uh, he can flip everybody this off. Is the biggest, <laughs> this is the biggest series of Derek Jeter's career as an owner. Yeah. Blank you, blank you. This is a big series for Don Mattingly, who is walking around with, you know, middle fingers extended. No, that is absolutely true. Uh, yeah, the Dodgers are tanking. Yeah, both teams now projected to win 61 games Ooh. on the year. Wow. I mean, Dodgers over under before the season, buddy, was 95 and a half. I, you know, I look at the Mets and I go, boy, we gave away an 11 and 2 start, and they're 20 and 19 right now, but I'm like, oof. Don't have the Dodgers problems, at least that because they got problems. Yeah, Don Mattingly got out at the right time. <laughs> Well, what's what's interesting though is now that you start spiraling it forward, and and the it's already the all right. What does this team look like? Not only the rest of this season, but you start going into well, Kershaw could go into free agency. Mm-hmm. Does he want to leave? And all all of those kind of decisions that start to flow down. You look at your core and and try to look at where their contracts are and some of the veterans that you've got making sizable money health-wise and, and other things. I mean, Justin Turner comes back yesterday, and there were already concerns that he hurt his wrist again before that game even ended. A lot of people doing a hand-wringing with him back on the diamond. In April, I told you my concern level for the Dodgers was at a 7 because I didn't see it getting better. And people said to me, yeah, it's early, it's April. Said, yeah, look where they're at now. Worst record in the division Second-worst record in the National League, only behind the Cincinnati Reds, and that's really hard to do. And, oh, by the way, the Reds won two games against the Dodgers. Right now, there are six teams in Major League Ugh. Baseball on pace to lose at least 100 games. That's a lot of games. Uh, including my uh, beloved White Sox. <laughs> uh, it's not good for anybody. But, yes, the, the Dodgers being in, in that boat right now is is a lot of, a lot of hand-wringing going on. I know our buddy... Bill Plaschke hammering out the column for the L.A. Times uh, ready to, to bring out the poison pen because everything spiraling at this point. Meanwhile, in a game broadcast on Facebook today, Rangers beat the Mariners by the final score of 5-1. Now, Facebook's been around a while. Yeah. Bartolo Colon pitched today for the Rangers. And uh, Jay Frost... Uh, where was Bartolo Colon when Facebook first came out? So it was established in 04. That's 2004. <laughs> he came into the league with the Indians in 97 to 02. He was with the Expos in 02 and then the White Sox in 03. <laughs> so he was that? already a veteran by the time uh, Facebook was launched. <laughs> He'd already started that whole morphing thing that they do with him. <laughs> and today, during the game, Bartolo Colon got hit in the stomach with a 101-mile-an-hour ball off the bat of Segura. You're going to hear the play-by-play. The announcer doing an interview with, with Rangers manager Jeff Bannister. So that's what's going on right now. And they go, oh, wait, we got to do something else because Bartolo Colon just got hit in the stomach with a line drive. No better no better competitor than, than, than Colby. He knows exactly what he, he can do. Uh, it, it just He takes his stuff out there every single – Day. He pitches well and uh, competes. We better let you go. Yeah, because, I got to uh, go check on my guy. All right, all right. Thanks for the visit. And let's hope Bartolo Colon is all right. That ball hit hard off of Colon. He got the out. Tell you what, he's a great athlete, though. I think he gets his glove on this. This is a rocket back at him. And he didn't oh, get his glove on no. him. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you know what I mean? 
he's got a little protection there. So there it is, Rangers Radio Network on the call. He was okay. He's got a little protection. He's got a lot of protection. He actually joked about it. I have a big belly, so I can handle it. If you're going to get hit someplace, you want to get hit in Bartolo Colon's belly. It's not a bad bad place. He picks no. up the ball, and he gets the out. How did the ball not get lodged there? Has that become like the ivy at Wrigley Field where you <laughs> wave your hands at the double? How do I pull it out? I can't, I can't find I it. Can't, I can't find it. He wins the game, and he goes seven and two-thirds innings. Gives up four hits, no earned runs. He lowers his ERA to 2.82. Bartolo Colon. Remember last year when he said, I'm, I'm done, I might retire. He was one start away from retiring. And he comes and back. Now back. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're an opposing major league team right now, I'm being serious, you are worried that if you hit the ball back up the middle, he's going to deflect it. You can't, you can't think I'm going to hit up the middle and get a base hit. See, anymore. I always joked with Vince Wilfork when he was in his prime. For the Patriots, that, Name he, dropper. that he swallowed runners, right? <laughs> he just ate them up if you if you tried to run the ball in, on the interior. Uh, same thing here. Uh, Bartolo Colon can't hit it back up the box. He got lost in his overalls? Is that what happened? That is right. <laughs> that is right! Uh, the, the sad thing is Bartolo's 44. He's not getting the 300 wins. Allegedly. He just, yeah, he just passed 240. Uh, but he's a Hall of Famer on this show. I may go try to install a plaque in Cooperstown just <laughs> on my own volition. <laughs> Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Hartman. Coming up next, you're going to hear from James Harden. We got Kevin Durant. We got Steve Kerr. More on the game of the night and the disappointing Steph Curry. I'm sorry, was that out loud? That's coming up next. This is Fox Sports Radio. Welcome inside. Final hour of the show. Yay. Jason and Mike live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. And don't forget, you can download our Best of podcast. It goes up right after the show is over on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app. Listen to the whole show, parts of it, whatever you want. Rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. So tonight, we watch the Western Conference Finals at least become a series as we get into the, you know, 17 days off until both the East and West resume. Houston beats the Warriors tonight, 127-105. And let's be fair when we talk about why this game happened the way it did. There was no way I thought coming off a of game one, James Harden goes for 40, him and Chris Paul shoot 55%. How are they going to win this game? Well, it's pretty easy. James Harden did not have a good game tonight. Still scored 27-10 rebounds, but 9 out of 24 from the floor, 3-for-15 from three-point range. Tonight's game was won by P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, and to an extent, Trevor Ariza. The three of them combined, combined to shoot 23-for-33 from the floor. 23-for-33 from the supporting cast. Not even Chris Paul. From three-point range, you had P.J. Tucker 5 out of 6, Eric Gordon 6 out of 9. That's what they needed. That's all they needed. When a team is going to shoot like that, there's not a lot you can do. If you hit threes like that, it's the same thing with the Warriors. When the Warriors hit threes the way they did, what are you going to do? What, you know, you know, and, and look, the Warriors played horrible defensively tonight. They quit at times. They stood around. They were happy getting game one. But it really didn't matter because even if they were playing better defense, the Rockets were still hitting these shots. They were still getting up. They would come down early in the shot clock. You know what? I'm going to take a three. 
and P.J. Tucker would hit right. one. P.J. Tucker is still the number one trending topic on Twitter. As well tonight. he should be. P.J. Tucker. He owned it like a boss tonight. When you look at 8 of 9 from the field and the 22 points that he gave you in 36 minutes played, as well as seven boards and four assists, that you, you had a lot of standing around the Draymond Green, not his normal defensive self, the stopper, didn't close out well. His best move of the night was a push. Somehow he only got a common foul. Still confused about that. And then he got a towel around the neck and got to go sit down for the last couple of minutes. So really all, all that was was your rec league, hey, I need to sit so you get a foul so there's a stoppage in play. <laughs> get me. Get me, please. Uh, but corner shots, set shots, uncontested, open three-point looks for the Rockets time and time again. Steph Curry, terrible defensively. You saw him abused by Chris Paul on a number of occasions. And then just the hustle plays. Houston came out as if their season, 65 wins, depended on it from the jump. And it showed. And really, it did. It was this was, and I'm glad we saw it. Even though I picked the Warriors in five, you picked the Warriors for a sweep. Yeah, I don't get my sweep anymore. But I'm glad we have a series. It's more fun to have a series, not go home and go. Well, okay, it's two zip going home. We're just waiting for the Warriors and Rockets to play two games, and that was going to finish things. Well, especially when the concern was coming into the series that you needed Harden and Paul to be great back to back nights and overall just dominating. And hopefully you'd get enough from the rest of the the Rockets to withstand whatever the Warriors were going to bring. Here you got three of thirty. Uh, you get you get some just terrible shooting between Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry when you start looking at what they were doing uh, from the outside. That you're able to withstand that, but also to build. And you didn't need James Harden to be terrific, as you mentioned, three of fifteen from three, including a couple of bricks. I mean, he missed all iron a number of times, long rebounds that eventually ended up in the hands of Rockets players and put back for scores. But you just saw the the fact that coming into the series, that was the fear. Game one, you saw their best, and they got beaten. Tonight, you flip it on its head, flip it on its side a little bit, and here you get the other pieces of the Rockets standing up. They played the type of ball and a little more ball movement than you normally see, not the same isolation. But for Mike D'Antoni and company, they feel pretty good about going on the road after getting this game. Yeah, let, let's take a step back and talk about KD and Steph. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. We spent a lot of time the last few nights, and really when, when playoff basketball is up, talking about Steph Curry, system quarterback, and... Really, the system is the star, and that vaulted him into superstar status. Now the conversation has morphed into it's Kevin Durant's team, and Steph Curry has to find a way to fit his way in. He was injured. Kevin Durant is a guy coming in, taking over games for stretches. And we've had conversations about, I because I want to do something a little bit new here for a second, is that we've had conversations about how when Steph Curry is out, they find a way to win without him. You watch... Kevin Durant score 10 points in a row and keep a team in a game like he did last night, like he did tonight. The only reason it was a, wasn't a 40-point game was because of how Durant played in the second and third quarter. But just in how you view these players, right? tonight after the game, Kevin Durant said, I take responsibility, my start was sloppy, and that was contagious to the other guys, my fault. Steph Curry's takeaway after the game when he met the media was, our defense got too cute and we need to get better. 
when you see these players and you see them on the floor and you see them talk after games and be interviewed, right? How do you view them as far as who the more important guy is? Do you still see, oh, no, I got to see what Steph Curry says or what he says goes, or you know what, I see him on the floor. I know they're trying to do everything they can to get him the basketball. I don't see that. I see them, we have to make sure Kevin Durant gets the basketball. After the games are over, I, I just see Kevin Durant has that image and that aura of he's the number one guy now, and Steph Curry is really the 1A. That That's just physically, and that's you know visually how I see them, how I see them when they carry themselves on the court, how I see the team defer to them, and when I see them talk after. Curry has that image of, okay, yeah, I'm still, I'm still a big star, but really it's kind of Kevin's show, and I'm trying to figure things out. I mean, that's just, just how it comes across. I mean, forget about what they actually do on the floor for a second, but just how you view these players. You see Kevin Durant as a cut above where Steph Curry is. Well, Durant, the alpha, and he's also more likely to make headlines with something he says, right? Whether it's off his secondary Twitter accounts, but when he gets into it with reporters or will... Tertiary Twitter accounts. You know, I mean, you, you could have Twitter a third. accounts Might hidden inside eight. Twitter accounts. Yeah, you don't know. He has the it's like an inception dolls. kind of thing. Wow, Russian nesting dolls <laughs> of Twitter accounts for uh, Kevin Durant. That's 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 next level you right like there. That, huh? But yeah, just, just the idea that he's probably going to give you something a little bit juicier in the press conferences. Now, Steph Curry had his run right when Riley was up there with him, and and that was all the rage. That's that's a couple of years ago. Now it's. Kevin Durant's the guy they're running the offense through, so that's the guy you want to get the perspective. What did your teammates not do tonight? Not that he's going to answer that question directly, right? It's not going to be the Eastern Conference Finals discussion that we had yesterday of why is Hood still getting minutes? It's not quite (laughs) that level uh, with any of his teammates, but certainly the perspective of are they giving you a full effort? and matching what you're bringing to the table. I mentioned the numbers a little bit earlier. Thompson and Curry, 10 of 30, conflating their their numbers. Uh, Thompson was 3 of 11 from the field. Curry, 7 of 19. Either way, terrible and inconsistent and ineffective all around. So, yes, Kevin Durant becomes the alpha, and you're waiting for him to give his sound bites because then when the next guys come into the room, you can work off of those. Well, wait no longer. Speaking of Kevin Durant's sound bites, can you hear from KD right now for a couple minutes as he talked to the media just a few minutes ago following the Warriors' Game 2 defeat? Another first quarter game for you guys where the turnovers kind of set the tone for the rest of the night? Yeah, I think well, we were down five at the end of the first, you know. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, we were down five at the end of the first, even with the turnovers and the made threes. Uh, but I think in that second quarter, that's when they kind of pulled away. We gave up some open looks. We turned the ball over a couple times, but they made a lot of shots in that second quarter. And uh, it wasn't because they were luck shots, but they were hitting some, you know, some some good looks in the corner. PJ Tucker got some got a dunk. Trevor Reza got layups. You know what I'm saying? So we can't have that type of stuff. Um, we just got to we got to correct it, you know, because this this is an every possession game. You know, we got to be locked in every possession against these guys. How much of the defensive breakdowns was maybe communication problems and how much was just mental lapses? Uh, I mean, throughout the game, you're going to have some communication problems. That's just the nature of the game. Um, and you're going to have some mental lapses as well. But, you know, the team that has the, the least amount of those two wins the game. And, um, you know, we got to 
when we put together four or five good possessions in a row, the sixth, seventh, eighth one can't be the ones when we have lapses or bad communication. You know what I'm saying? So we got to kind of we got to try to pile on as many good possessions as possible. I started the game off with a turnover. I can't have that in a foul. So I got Trevor Rizzo going and their crowd going. So I take full responsibility for the start of the game. And uh, after that, it's just contagious. You know, my teammates kind of follow my lead. So you know, I can't start the game off like that. Uh, they switch everything anyway, so it's going to be hard for us to really just get the ball hopping and flowing like we usually do, you know, getting guys in, get, hitting wide open threes or, you know. But we got to continue to keep moving. And, you know, when I get the ball, I feel like I can just be aggressive to do something. I don't want to just stand around and pass on the perimeter or just, you know, then we get late in the clock from all the switching and then we got to throw up a bad shot. So I just want to be aggressive when I get the ball and then maybe somebody might come. If not, I just try to, you know, shoot my shot. Did Kevin Durant go to, like, the YMCA to do his question and answer at the end of your sneakers squeaking and basketballs being dribbled? It's like, where are you doing your post-game, KD? I like that, though. There's got to be some activity behind it. Maybe guys are being run. Maybe Steve Kerr put them back out there. Said, I got no effort for 48. Go. Don't forget, we got the big uh, Friday night fish fry uh, at the YMCA. Drop your kid off at 5. Uh, they get to play in the basketball court. Then they have dinner. Then there's a movie. And you pick them up at 930. You want to pay. It's $35. Leave it at the front desk. Nicely done. I really <laughs> thought it was going to become a muskrat dinner. Oh, uh, I, I know. You can't just... Nice. That was a heavier gun than a musket. That was a heavy loaded musket. That was... <laughs> it was a big muskrat. Uh, I, I, I don't think I could... I can't drop off a kid for a muskrat dinner and say you're going to eat muskrat. I could scar them for life. Nah, sometimes you got to learn. <laughs> you're going to eat this it's, muskrat. It's just, it's you're just meat. Like it. They might not be looking at the sign. You might be able to get them well. The losing muskrat true. goes in the fire. Or into Bartolo Colon's <laughs> belly. Wow. Hey, look what I found in Bartolo's belly. There's a baseball. There's a muskrat. Some lint. What's the most expensive pig he ever ate? There's Was it over or under the cesspitous $8,000 prize pig? Look what else is in here. Matt Harvey's career is in here. Hey, no. It's too soon, bro. Oh, he's back Not in a big, big soon. way. You saw what he, they did with his locker, right? Then he's erupted out of that gut like the alien. An alien. He's screaming. They put a hot dog stand in. In front of his locker. Yes, the Mets put a hot dog stand to cook hot dogs in the locker that Matt Harvey used to have, which shows you how much they miss Matt Harvey and what a great teammate he was. It's a good move. He started again today, gave up three runs in four innings, yeah. so now he's back to being the Matt Harvey that the Mets had him for. Oh, we didn't need his stats. Dark night, yo. But uh, notice notice how you did... Batman. Notice how you never heard any Met really defend Matt Harvey. What a great no, teammate he is. How much we're going to miss him. Not one time. You heard Sandy Alderson thank him, the Mets GM, for all of his con- contributions. Did you hear one Met say, oh, Matt was great, we're going to miss him? Not one guy. Not one guy. 30 for 30. Coming up next, you'll hear from the Beard. James Harden following the Rockets' Game 2 win and also the postseason NBA awards finalist list came out. People are talking about MVP, but oh boy, we have a better award you got to hear who's nominated for. That's coming up next. This is Fox. That suck.
Yo. No tenderness like before in your fingertips. The night of loving dangerously. <laughs> you got a big beard, James Harden. Harden. But Tucker, PJ Tucker hit threes. So did Eric Gordon off the bench. Don't forget about Ariza. Curry stunk up the joint, and now we're tied. One, one. Going back to O-Town. Boom, 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 boom. Big sausage link that is hitting me over the head repeatedly. Maybe that's a thing. I now give my takes and talk about it to popular songs. Yeah, I think we're going to get sued eventually, but yeah. <laughs> Happy 32nd anniversary, Top Gun, 32 years ago tonight it's too soon, in theaters. Bro. Do you know how many times, to- I'll, t- I'll t- take you inside the life of the kid for a second before we hear from James Harden. <laughs> when I was a freshman. You called yourself the kid, when you I was a fr- When I was a freshman in college, right, at Syracuse. All right. Uh, in the shower one night, I'm in the shower, a couple other people. You know, it's one of those where there's like eight showers. Yeah, and there's right? some other people. And- really? <laughs> And well, so the, I know it's the slide over baby uh, hour and all, no, but good no, God, no, man! Hey, it's Tiger. No, you live. <laughs> whoa, you wow! Live, you, you live in a dorm, and there's you know ten showers on your when you go and take a shower. There's no explain it. There's to no me. shower in your room. So one night I was in the cup. Like, hey, who's coming in? Oh, it's Jeff. How you doing? Blah blah blah. So one night he would sing all the time in the shower. And so he started singing You Lost a Love and Phil. And, of course, that was, you know, one of my favorite songs. You know how much I love the movie. So he and I start singing it together, right? And it was kind of fun. We did this song, blah, blah, blah. The next day, the next day I happened to walk by a conversation. Who dropped the song first? No, no, stop, stop, Whoa! stop. No, no, no. This gets done. different direction. Different direction. Next day, I happened to walk by a conversation. A bunch of girls in the, in the lounge. And they're going, yeah, did you hear those guys last night? Oh, my God. What do you mean? Oh, that was great. And I'm listening going, here those guys last night. Yeah, we all came in to listen. They were singing You Lost That Love and Feeling in the shower. There was like 10 of us in the in the, in that the was your bathroom. Inn. And I was like, oh, my God. But I couldn't walk up and go, hey, that was me. I mean, I couldn't do <laughs> yes, it. Yes, you could. So I went to the my kid, friend. The I kid said, failed. I said, dude. I said, we got to do. There were like 10 girls in the bathroom listening because they could hear through yeah, the Yeah, but pipes. what do you do for an encore now? Yeah, that was your one shot. You know, we, no, your, your one, one shiny moment. moment. Yeah. No, no. I left on the floor. <laughs> we did it again that night, and we sang a couple other songs. Girls were there. We could hear them clapping. I'm like, this is awesome. I am a stud. I am an absolute stud. And then the girls found out who was doing it. <laughs> and the thing is, my other friend, really good looking dude. Really good looking dude. And so that they all loved him. But but one of the girls liked me a little bit and we kind of flirted a little bit, but then nothing ever really happened. He's the daddy. All because of you lost that love and feeling. I was living the yeah, I, but was, I got you nothing. I was I got you a couple hot, of no. handshakes and applause. I was I was in the fast lane for like two days. You played yourself. But the thing is, is you know, look, when I'm in college as a freshman, you know, I'm I'm five seven and I have curly hair. I'm not very tall. My friend is going, when when everybody gets to college, they don't care about the fun guy with a great voice. It's and now they go, just give me the hot guy. And I gotta wait, I gotta wait my turn until girls get out of the whole just good looking, just good looking <laughs> bad guy syndrome and say, Hey, I want the funny guy. And I had to wait around for that. But I should have really dated that girl because she liked me. She was cute. 
it just didn't work out. But I, I, I could have really dated her a little bit more. I could have. I, I could have. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There's the ubiquitous yeah. sob happened. story uh, <laughs> music that, that comes, <laughs> comes up behind. Uh, but, wow, that's that's awful. Uh, although you really blew that opportunity. Uh, it wasn't any. Once they found who it was, it was me and the good-looking guy. It was like, oh well, I'm going to go for the good-looking guy. They, probably said, oh, they didn't all go for the good-looking guy. Nah, they all kind of did. Did they just disperse? Nah. Once they, well, I think what they or did, did they was, draw lots? What no, I mean, no, no. what they do? They jockeyed for a position for who was going to be the one to say they liked him and who was going to be the one to have a chance with him. So I think the one yeah, alpha Yeah, and then female, you stood off on the side going, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. Now I'm right here. I'm right if here. If you're all uh, I'm, wearing, uh, I'm wearing a sandwich board. Hey, I'm right here. No, the one girl, her name was uh, 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 Sonali. Sonali was her name. And she was cute. And I liked her. And, and we were talking at a bar one night. She took my hat off and wore it. And I was like, oh. Was and then I don't know what happened. But we just, and I don't know why. We just didn't date. I don't know what happened. I, maybe. She finally got know. her spot in the line with your know. friend. Uh, <laughs> hey, sorry, but uh, it's my, my turn. My got called. It's my turn for this guy. Yeah. It's a final. Jeff Colburn. Jeff Colburn. Upstate. And he's a Bills fan. So you know what? Screw him. Uh, wow. Let me just say this before we hear from James Harden. You've lost. Tonight was a phenomenal night. P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon, as we talked about in the intro with the Righteous Brothers, having nights that we've never seen them have before in the playoffs. Combining to shoot 10 out of 14 from three-point range. Trevor Ariza had a big game as well, going for 19 points. It wasn't a great game from James Harden, but still doing enough. Now, let's be real. Do you see Houston winning three more games? No. Can they win? Seeing how what they did tonight and how bad Steph was, how bad Clay was, can they win three more games in this series with three out of the last five games being at the Oracle? Are the Warriors going to be this disinterested? I would argue no. Draymond Green is going to have a, a nice talk with Steve Kerr after what was a pathetic effort. Zero effort offensively. Defensively, he was nowhere near the player that you're used to uh, six points on the night, 37 minutes played, six rebounds, six assists. He was a minus 24. He had 10 of 30 between Thompson and Curry. Now, Curry, the stat that keeps running is that he's 0 for 8 in this series on spot up and pull up, or I should say pull up threes. So that's got to break. But I, I can't imagine they go a full series this level of ineptitude and, and dysfunction on the offensive side. Especially when you know they're going to play better at home because your support players always play better. They're going to take this game on the road. P.J. Tucker's going to hit threes like that in the Oracle. Not happening. Eric Gordon's going to play. Not happening. And you're, you're talking, you, everything they did was to have home court so they could be in the position of going to Golden State up to zip. And then we have a series. And now it's they're, they're going to do I, – I just don't see that. I mean, granted, I didn't see them winning game two – considering how James Harden and Chris Paul, what they did in game one, right. and they still lost by 13. But this game with the role players and how bad Golden State was, how disinterested they were in playing defense in second quarter, third quarter, I, I can't see it. I, I can't see a scenario where I go, wow, the Rockets went on and they won three more games, and they won two more times at Golden State. I don't see it. Five players scoring at least 16 points for the Rockets tonight, 27 for Gordon and Harden. Uh, in the win, Harden, 9 of 24 from the field, 3 of 15 from three-point range. Back out his stats, you're looking at 13 for 27 overall for the rest of the Rockets. That's an unsustainable clip, those open shots. They were hitting Steph Curry 
type three-point shots with regularity when you'd see a little bit of a mini spurt by the by the Warriors. It was backed out very quickly and answered even with James Harden and his brick lane. 87799 on Fox Twitter. At How About a Fresca. Of all the things I saw tonight, i got to say the most disappointing thing was not the Warriors, even though I, you know, I picked them to win There's in five. something worse, yeah. No, yeah. 32nd anniversary of Top Gun. No Top Gun on any channel. How about that? How do you not have Top Gun on? 30 seconds, not you normally know, the anniversary. That's my too excited about that, But still, it's an anniversary. That's my next Bueller. job. I always say outside of Bueller. Oh, Walker Bueller. Yeah, we were talking about him. Uh, outside uh, do we of, have to? <laughs> look, the Dodgers are tanking. All right? You have a lot to answer for, Frostburg. They're tanking. I always say my next job would be, or what I would do if I wasn't a sports talk host, would be PR advice for athletes, what to say, what not to say. I'm going to help you out. But I think my next big job that I could also do yeah. is being a consultant for cable television. And knowing, okay. okay, here's the day, here's the movies you should have on right now. Here's the programming you should have on so we get to see this. And I would make somebody rich. I would say, look, put Top Gun on. It doesn't cost anything. You have it in your archives. Put it on. Hey, I'm going to watch. It's 32nd anniversary. Boom. Why are the Knicks on every channel? Why, <laughs> why, why, why do they keep showing me Eddie? Why am I watched? Why why are they superimpose David Fisdale's head on Whoopi Goldberg's body? Take that for data. No, I thought you were going to say explain it to me. Uh, coming up in a minute, you'll hear from the beard James Harden talking to the media a few moments ago following the Rockets' game two victory. But right now, a guy who's had a some kind of facial hair ever since I met him. Steve DeSager <laughs> with What's Trending. Special delivery. That's because it's radio. Uh, by the way, Top Gun has been in a few movie theaters for the little anniversary. And I've seen Stars and Encore, I think, are the only ones. So you're, you're thinking like USA or something sure. with wide-ranging it should be. So we've covered Top Gun tonight. We've covered the, that sounds like Laurel, clip. <laughs> and, the you know, when I heard that internet controversy is that even a correct word for it i'm thinking oh okay something's gone viral i gotta make a choice i'll say it's a gold dress with white stri- no blue dress it looks like a blue dress with there's always going to be another internet controversy so stop wasting the time and the energy on the yanni or laurel people just stay tuned wow there's going to be another one am i wrong it's like hot a, take by it's like steve de before steve de <laughs> what's trending i'm just saying happy to be back i'll see you tomorrow enjoying the show and for those who've missed it wait steve yeah. desager clearly lost money on that last second goal no, by the no no, no, no question no. yeah that the was, over five and a half that, hit that was mr michael Harmon that brought that up and then of course you <laughs> last segment saying the rockets i know they won tonight but that's an unsustainable <laughs> clip that sounds like all the analytics piece people for base you know he's hitting home runs but that launch angle is just too low that is an unsustainable the era is there but the fifth number is just too high the Houston Rockets are the top seed overall, and they beat Golden State tonight to make it a game apiece in the Western Conference Finals. 127-105 the final, despite Kevin Durant's 38 points. Steph Curry from three-point range, 1-4-8. The Warriors had 15 turnovers. Klay Thompson, just 3-of-11 shooting overall. Eric Gordon and James Harden, 27 points each. Game 7 Sunday night at Golden State. The East Final is off until Saturday night in Cleveland. Guys, the ratings out for last night. Huge audience to watch the Cavs. Cavs lose at Boston again last night. Over 8 million viewers on cable. The most watched Eastern Conference Finals game in five years. In fact, the only playoff game the last month that's had a bigger audience was the night before Golden State's Game 1 win. Unfortunately, the draft lottery, now an hour-long show, 
was not much of a lead-in. ESPN got only 2.4 million viewers for that. Vegas, including the Michael Harmon empty netter at the end, a 4-2 winner over Winnipeg, two games to one lead for an expansion team in the NHL's West Final. MLB late game to Houston's Justin Verlander, a complete game, 2-0 win over the Angels. Houston two games ahead of the Halos in the AL West now. Evan Gaddis, an early two-run homer. Boston won, Yankees were rained out, and Miami beat the Dodgers 6-5. Six straight losses for the Dodgers. They have the same record as the Marlins, 16-26. and The Dodgers actually got a few clutch hits and four runs to tie in the top of the sixth. Then brought in reliever Pedro Baez, which is always the end. He allowed a homer bottom of the six. <laughs> six five Miami the final. Back to you. This is the end. By the way, it's Mike. Uh, you know, say my name. I'm going all, you know, breaking bad. Pedro Baez, the human white flag. <laughs> well, isn't the end it? Of for the we all need in. nicknames. You know, years ago for Dodger bullpen, they would play game over when it was Gagne coming in. Now it means something else when Baez comes in. The game really will be over. You know, when, when we filled in last week, uh, Doug Gottlieb and I for Dan Patch, we did a fun bit about what you're sick of in Los Angeles. And uh, one woman who won a prize called in because she said, I can't decide. It's either all the construction or Pedro Baez. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's a winning entry. It's the bullpen that needs reconstructing. Thank you, SD. Mm -hmm. We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. You know one thing about Top Gun before we get to James Harden? I've always, one thing I've had a problem with in Top Gun. Sorry, spoiler alert. Just one? You know, Goose dies, right? He and, had a good run. Yeah, well, Goose dies. And, and you know, the, the jet wash happens and, and the plane goes down. Yeah, but. And Goose dies. They come get Tom Cruise out. And he's in the bathroom after getting changed. Well, Goose, isn't this the uh, ending the solo? No, stop. <laughs> Goose is not in yeah, solo. Yeah, you, you were already talking to your friend Abrams. Goose is not in getting solo. Getting all the tips. No, 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 no. You no. said the ship went down. No, I did not. That's Titanic. That's in a Titanic. Hey, he's going to the ship. Is uh, stop. That's not a saying. <laughs> and you know, Tom Cruise is in his tidy whitey underwear, and he's sitting there. Goose has been dead for all of like ten minutes, right? Ten minutes. And like, now is that ten minutes screen no, time no, no. or ten, ten minutes? Ten minutes in real life, and like probably a minute of screen time, okay. not even. And Viper walks in and says, "Anywho, Goose is dead." And Tom Cruise says, "I know." And the next thing Viper says is, "You got to let him go." The guy, it's his best friend he's been dead for 10 minutes, and the first thing is he's dead. Yeah, got to let him go. What? what did my, my best friend, Game he over, just man. died Game 10 over. minutes ago. Nope, got to let him go. Got to let him go. Soon, bro. Got to let him go. Come on. The guy just died. Well, oh, everybody Bobby grieves Knight. in their own time and place, and <laughs> things come to an end, except if Michael Ironside is giving out directions. Uh, then was, you was, grieve on his. No, that was Tom Skerritt giving out. Oh, that was yeah, Skerritt. That was Tom I thought. Skerritt, it, yes. Oh, sorry. If I was Michael Ironsides, I would talk like this, Michael Ironsides. Sorry, I, I didn't catch that you were actually doing an Im- impression. You had to let him go. No, I wasn't. I was just saying the Viper line. That he was going to start chasing around Shirley MacLaine or something. <laughs> oh, wait, wrong movie. Uh, let's hear from James Harden right now. The Beard, not a great night, but good enough as he goes for a double-double, 27-10, and 10, and the Rockets even the series with the Warriors at one apiece. James Bryant Smith, Houston Chronicle. Mike was saying you guys bodied them up tonight, got into them a little, you know, a lot more. How much more physical, aggressive did the just the overall effort, which you said you, your team needed to increase tonight, feel compared to Game One? Uh, you know, it was a, if we were at first game, we were at a seventy. Tonight we were at a ninety-five. You know, we were pretty aggressive defensively. 
Um, and that allowed us to get out in transition, you know. So if we be comfortable and sit back and allow them to get to their spots and run around freely, then they're just going to pick us apart, you know. But if we get into them and try to make it, you know, tougher than what uh, – tougher on them, uh, you know, good things will happen for us. James, Kim Davis from Chalk Talk. After Monday night's game and after even on yesterday, you guys talked about how it's just doing what you do, right, executing and, and being better at it. After tonight, Steph sounded just like you guys did. And that basically, this is going to be a chess match. Whoever can play their game the best, is that what we should expect from the series? I wouldn't call it a chess match. I would just say we have to we focus on what we're supposed to do. We don't we're really worry about who we're playing against. Like if we come out and be some dogs and, and, and do what we did tonight, it doesn't matter. But if we don't, then we see the results in game one. You know, so it's not about chess match or what they're doing, it's about us. Adam Spalding, Sports Radio 610. James, after the three losses that you've had in the playoffs, you've come back with really good games the next night. Has Have losses maybe refocused this team in the postseason? I think so. Um, you look back at that Utah series, we lose game two, and we just you know take our, our, our focus to another level and have a pretty good game in game three and, and you know get greedy and win game four. So same thing happened. We didn't know how difficult it was going to be. Well, we knew how difficult, but we didn't come out with the approach of um, it being that difficult. And in a sense, we lost game one. And so we had that mindset tonight uh, after the loss to, to, to be, the, be the aggressor. And we have to keep that same mentality in game three and game four. Like, no matter where we are, if we have that mindset, we're, we're in good hands. So there's James Harden feeling a little bit better than he did after game one. Didn't get the question, hey, how would you do if it was the 90s? At least there wasn't that question. No, they stayed on point. Just flow and offensive strategy. I like the chess match. Looking, you could tell, just staring at the reporter like, no, we're just playing basketball. We're just doing what we won 65 games during the regular <laughs> season doing. But, you know, a much different result. And he, he struggled. I mean, he had a couple of nice bricks like he was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, do your thing. No, I, I don't need no, to. Go People ahead, know go exactly ahead. what it is. No, do your thing. Go ahead. Well, it's like you shooting out there. Rain Man! <laughs> it's all you. Which also had Tom Cruise in it, which came out in 88. How about that? Two years after Top Gun, celebrating its 32nd anniversary. <laughs> right? Everything comes back to it. And Top Gun 2 next year, about a year from now, July of 2019. Top Gun Can't wait to Gun go to the premiere on that. Two. Oh, we have to. What took you so long? I don't, <laughs> took you 30 years. Did you get over Goose too. yet? <laughs> Do we get we, a hologram oh, Goose? No, Goose will absolutely be a hologram. Absolutely. Meg flashback, Ryan will be in it somewhere. Flashback to Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Oh, we're going to take some footage I mean, from No, Revenge actually, the they can't do that because they did that in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Coming up next, we have a very special play of the night, and Steve Kerr being very, very specific when he was asked about what is troubling Steph Curry. That's coming up next, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carbon. This is Fox Sports Radio. Take off your uniform. Take off your cleats. Take I off th- your jock strap. We're going to get the new Backstreet Boys song. Backstreet's back. All right. Is this a remake? No, no, they didn't do the Buffalo Bills song. <laughs> I mean, no, it'd be a big hit. Time. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. You know what's kind of fun? Studios. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, 
people tweeting out right now how yeah. excited they are because tonight the Backstreet Boys debuted a brand new song. How about that? Called "Don't Go Breaking My Heart." And uh, is here it, it is. It? Here it is, right here. Backstreet's back. Is this just a, an offshoot of "Don't Stop Playing Games with My Heart"? Yeah, we're only allowed to play five seconds. <laughs> or is it a remake of the Elton John and Kiki D? <laughs> I knew it right from the start. No, All it's right, a new Tyson, song. Bring it down. So here's my favorite part is people are excited because they're tweeting out, look, Backstreet's new song's the number three trending topic on Twitter, and they're all taking screenshots, putting it up, and the number one thing is P.J. Tucker. That's beautiful. Yeah, did he sing a duet with them? (laughs) What's going on here? I don't know. That shirt he was wearing in the postgame would work. It's the Backstreet Boys with P.J. Tucker called Don't Go Stopping My Three. Nice. You can't close me out. Quit playing D on my jumper. TJ. TJ. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, we've been celebrating Top Gun all night. Yes. 32 years ago. Yeah. Uh, a less popular movie appeared, uh, it premiered on this date in 2002. <laughs> uh, 2002. A less popular. Okay, go ahead. What? Star Wars. Yes. Attack of the Clones. <laughs> really? That was 16 years ago today? Yeah, how about that? Oh. Well, we're not celebrating that, are we? Box office is $650 million. But on a budget that they claim was only $120 million. Well, because everything was computers. George Lucas says, I'm going to do it on my laptop. Oh, great. We got it. Hey, it was just his birthday the other day. Yeah, too. Chewie wasn't even real. <laughs> How dare you? Chewie was only four feet tall back then. Now he's like 190 or whatever he is. Oh, you look great. Fox Sports Radio, play of the night. Great news. Great news. You want to save money, go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Now, I'm going to spend most of the night driving home thinking about that girl that <laughs> took my hat because she liked me and then we never got together. She's I'm probably still wearing that. it, too. It's really bugging you. You know what it was? It was a Cincinnati Reds throwback oh, hat. I take that back. Probably not. It was a Reds throw. Well, the Reds were actually good in the 90s. It was a Reds throwback hat with the pinstripes on it. That's the hat she took off that I was wearing because, you know, I have a lot of hats. And I don't know what happened. We left... My friend was talking to her friend, and I'm like, this is great. And then I think my friend got a little too, hey, we should hang out. And, and she was like, I don't know. A little bit too aggressive. Yeah, and that a, was little the end of it. a little bit too how aggressive. Did, how did you not tell her you were the hit king, Pete Rose? <laughs> 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 you know, and then you said, no, you're not. And you Come said, back to my place for an autograph, baby. <laughs> she said, no, you're not. And you said, want to bet? <laughs> Bet, 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 No, and then she took my hat and never got the hat back and didn't really talk to her because I think I remember being upset that they left the bar and they didn't tell us. But now that I think about it, it was, I think my friend was a little too forward and her friend was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to, yeah, let's go, let's go. And so they left. There you go. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, you blew it. Yeah. Well, you had a shot. Who knows? I could have wound up marrying her. I had a girlfriend freshman year, first like month of school. I would have never broke up with her. Hey, I got a girlfriend, man. You'd still be singing in the shower. This is awesome. I'm actually in college having sex. This is great. There's no sex. So not high school. This is college. Whoa, what is that? What is that? What are you even doing, tight shirt? That was funny. The uh, that's the first time I laughed at that the entire 48 hours her name, that this has been going her on. Her name wasn't Laurel. Her name wasn't Yanny. Are you sure? Positive. Positive. I heard Laurel when no, she said her name. No, 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 no. It's not. It was Hardy. No, it was... <laughs> I heard donuts. <laughs> uh, the play of the night is what happened to Bartolo Colon today. Pitching in the Rangers 5-1 victory over the Mariners. 
He got a fastball back at him at 101 miles an hour, and as you hear the interview that was being done while this at-bat was going on, Segura hitting a line drive right back at Bartolo Colon, uh, the play-by-play guys of the Rangers doing an interview with Rangers manager Jeff Bannister in-game like they do, and uh, they had to stop to get to Bartolo Colon catching that line drive in his stomach. No better no better competitor than, than, than Colby. He knows exactly what he, he can do. Uh, it just he takes his stuff out there every single day. Right. He pitches well and uh, competes. We better let you go. Yeah, because, I got to uh, go check on my guy. All right, all right. thanks for the visit. And let's hope Bartolo Colon is all right. That ball hit hard off of Colon. He got the out. I'll tell you what, he's a great athlete, though. I think he gets his glove on this. This is a rocket back at him, and he didn't oh. get his glove on. Him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, I mean, he's got a little protection there. Rangers Radio Network on the call. Bartolo Colon's pitch is hit back at him at 101 miles an hour. Hits him right in the belly. That was on Facebook. On Facebook, oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Facebook. Hits him in the belly. He grabs it, throws out Segura, said, oh, I got a lot of padding there. The ball could have gotten lost in his belly. He couldn't find it. But luckily it bounced out. Or it could have been another baseball that was jarred loose. Well, well that's true. Out. Otherwise, you were looking at a ground rule double. Getting lost in the ivy. Problematic. I mean, Facebook... The only place you could watch the 44, and I have air quotes going up in the studio, 44-year-old Bartolo Colon go to work. But here's the best part about this story. Today's game was on Facebook. Yeah. Bartolo Colon wins, lowers his ERA to under three. How about that? Bartolo Colon, when Facebook first came out in 2004, Bartolo Colon had already been in the majors for seven years and was on his third team. That was just the beginning That's of that Bartolo. entire morphing thing that they do with Bartolo Colon's face. He was also on a team that doesn't even exist anymore in the Expos. He had a good run. <laughs> the fact that he's still pitching is amazing. Let's get this in because Steve Kerr was asked tonight, yes, the co-play of the night, uh, what to blame or assign blame or responsibility for Steph Curry's poor play on his injury that kept him out until – Midway through the playoffs, and how much is his injury responsible for for his performance tonight? Curry's, uh, excuse Curry's. me. How much is Curry's lingering injury maybe responsible? His lingering injury. How much is it responsible for for some of his play tonight? Thirteen point seven percent. Sorry. Very like specific. That. One seventh. Very specific for like Steve it. Kerr. Twitter at how about a fresca? Ben Maller coming up next. It's Fox. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.